Blog Talk Radio. Hello, happy Sunday. This is Seeds of Change, and I'm your host, Danielle St. John. Uh, we were off last week because of um, a hurricane, um, tropical storm. But back now, Elizabeth will be joining us in the third hour. Um, she's got some family stuff to, um, to do. And Mom is with us now. Let's bring her in. Hi, everybody. Hello. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Lots to talk about. We made it through Hurricane Hillary. It turned out to be a tropical storm, as Danielle said. We, we did get Hide three. Your kids. Hide your kids. It's coming because it's Hillary. Oh, I just had a really a lot of fun with that name. Um, But we did get three inches of rain in a 24-hour period, which is a lot for our area. That's true. And this was my, you know, obviously mom knows, but, you know, my my husband is the harbor master of Oceanside now. And uh, so this was his first major storm um, since he started a few months ago. And and we're having, we are going to have an El Nino year this year, so I'm sure it will not be his last. So... Um, at least he was, you know, like the, the good news is that he was able to drive around, identify some of the weak spots in the harbor, and there aren't many. Um, there's, there's some ice plant that is prone to slip, um, causing a little bit of a, of a landslide in some places. There's two little spots that, um, that need to be adjusted uh, on the beachfront side that, you know, had some slight, slight flooding. Um, but that was pretty much it. So he got to, to experience um, his first weather um, and uh, and learn a lot. So that was good. Yeah, that is good. And um, we we take pride in, in Oceanside Harbor. It's a wonderful natural resource for our area. Um, it's a beautiful spot, gorgeous beaches, great um, facility. And yeah. um uh, mother-in-law is extremely proud of Joey. He's doing a great job. He deserves the honor. Yeah. Um, what, you know, actually, I, I found out something interesting. Um, Oceanside Harbor is not natural. It was made by the military, I believe, after World War II or during World War II. I'm um, not surprised. They, they need it, right? It's a, it's a great place for them to do their exercises. Yeah, that makes exactly. sense to me, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so anyway, we survived our first storm, um, and uh, redneck rain gutters uh, saved the day um, at the farm. So you might want to explain what those are, or uh, so we can. So they might be laughing at us to explain what that may, means. Tell tell people what my redneck sure. rain gutters are. Uh, basically, they're they're big bins um, that we place under the runoff because not a lot of people in, in um, Southern California actually have rain gutters because we don't have rain um, right. often. <laughs> so uh, it's not really something that we think about around here. Um, but so we just basically like wherever there's runoff, we put big, like how, what do you think? Those are 20 gallons? They're 50. Yeah. They're 40 gallon tubs. Like what you buy gallons. at Costco, the ones with the yellow lid mm-hmm. and um, put them under there. And then we use a pool pump, believe it or not. There is a culvert at the bottom of our hill. Cause the water has to go somewhere. If it doesn't mm-hmm. go somewhere, it's going in my house. 
Right. So uh, we use a, a pool pump and a hundred foot hose and run it down to a concrete culvert at the bottom of our hill. And that's how we get rid of the water. And it's a, a bit of a project, but um, when we get that much water that fast, uh, we have to. Otherwise, as I say, it has to go somewhere and I certainly don't want it to come in my house. So, Yeah, or under the foundation or anything like that. So, Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so, so that's how we uh, it, survived Hurricane Hillary. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, and it was a little bit of a of a a non hurricane, right? But um, and and actually, some conspiracy theorists on online were saying that no, this was about um, this this wasn't a hurricane, that it was CGI, that they were uh, that the news stations were um, were making a big deal <laughs> out of it, and it wasn't actually a hurricane, and and uh, I don't know, it was a lot of water. Oh, for goodness sakes. But yeah, exactly. I don't know. Tell the people, um, tell the people in Baja California that because their entire towns washed away down there. They're full of crap. Yeah, See, and keep, exactly. keep in mind the conspiracy theories. Theorists, we love them. Okay, we are them. But uh, no, this one wasn't CGI. We lived through it, and it, while it wasn't the the big, you know, mainstream media made it seem like it's going to be devastation and, you know, flash floods and all. And, and in Baja, Which there was. Every time. Uh, every single time, right? Be afraid. Yeah. Be very afraid. Go buy out your stores. Make sure you yeah. got off the gas. <laughs> I will tell you that I had that experience um, right before we were, it was getting ready to come on in. It was Saturday afternoon and I needed some groceries. And I went down to the grocery store, and I couldn't even find a place to park. And, and in Carlsbad, that's saying something. Really? Um, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Not, I'm just like turned around, went home, and ate a bowl of cereal because I was like – I was not going to you know, fight with all them people. And uh, you know, it, very likely they – oh, Lord. Sorry. sorry Hi, Nala. Hang on. Yeah. So uh, someone someone is buying eggs right now, so that means we're under attack. So I'm going to mute myself for a second. Okay. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we all survived. Um, it wasn't nearly as bad as we thought it was going to be, uh, but that doesn't mean that we're 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 uh, uh, out of the woods. This year's going to be very interesting. Last year was very interesting when it came to weather so, too. We had a again lot, uh, you, Nina. You used another term. Danielle, that um, if we have any listeners, they might not know what an El Nino is. Could you explain what that is as well? Yes, actually. Um, I, this, basically, it's their weather patterns. We've got uh, regular years, La Nina years, and El Nino years. And, um, you know, I, I think that some of you may recall that last year during the La Nina, um, it, it has to do with weather systems and, and uh, the ocean temperatures um, right. that bring in La Nina is the, the little girl, which bring, um, brings in steady storms from the Pacific. And um, they were basically, what are they called? Bomb cyclones or whatever. Yes, but they, they are bomb cyclones, yes. Yeah, consistent <laughs> Rainy weather. Um, now, El Nino, the little boy. Wait is, a second. Before um, you continue, I want to tell, I would like to just share that last winter, in a normal year, we get, you know, 18, 19, maybe 21 inches of rain. 
last year in the first or this year, excuse me, in the first four months of the year, we got 37.5 inches of rain. That's how we figured out that we needed redneck rain gutters. That's yes. how that system got developed because we'd yes. never seen that much water that fast and that hard and that consistent. As Danielle yeah. said, they, they, they will say the storm door is open and that means it's one storm right after another and we're talking massive. So just just to let you you know sort of give you an idea of how much precipitation the entire southern part of the hemisphere got, Mammoth and Big Bear ski resorts in you know super famous ski resorts in California were still skiing in July. There I think there's much. actually still parts of the mountain ranges in California that still to this day have snow on the ground in August. And that is unheard of, which it's great for our, you know, our water systems, our ecosystems. We need the water. We need the snow. Um, Too bad that we, you know, all the money that we pay in taxes here in California hasn't built any new water catchment systems over the last 60 or 70 years. And, And then every year they tell us that we're in a drought and yet all of it runs off into the Pacific Ocean, which is great. Don't get me wrong. We're supposed to be sending water back out into the ocean. Um, not, you know, and it, I, I don't think so. I, because that, okay, so the climate change people, one of their biggest things, because we're like, wait a second, we learned in like fourth grade science that if you've got uh, a glass of water with ice in it filled up to the brim, that when, you, when the ice melts, it doesn't overflow, right? Because there's, right. you know, the, the buoyancy, stuff like that. And, um, and then people, of course, push back against that, saying, well, it's the fresh water going into the ocean that is really the problem, mixing with the salt water and killing things and all of this uh, stuff. No, it's, it's not. Like, no, it's no, no, no. It's water. No. It's water. Okay. Exactly. So, so these people are nuts. These people are yeah, crazy. And and so over the years, okay, so here we go with the Delta smelt. Okay, your your mother's getting ready to go on one of her Delta smelt rants. Okay. Rolling up sleeves. Go ahead. We're rolling up the sleeves for the Delta smelt. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to actually read you an article about what happened with the Delta smelt. Okay. So many of you probably know that um, – we are what they would have called the the world's breadbasket or the United, the breadbasket of the United States. Okay. And we grow in our central Valley, uh, m- most of the food that y'all eat in the grocery store or we did. Yeah. So uh, just a quick um, uh, primer on, on why I'm still pissed off over the Delta smelt all these years later, the Californian Delta smelt controversy. The Delta smelt is a little three-inch silvery blue fish that lives in the San Francisco Bay and the San Joaquin Delta, which is where the Central Valley is. It's a river that runs through California. And its declining population numbers have incited California's controversial water wars. Okay, the Delta smelt is a bait fish. Biologists warn that... (laughs) I don't care. Biologists warn the, world, warn the world that the pumps in the delta are harming the fish. Okay, so here we go. So getting the water to the farmers in the Central Valley is, is done by pumps because we don't have a lot of natural water throughout the state, okay? Biologists warn the world that the pumps in the delta are harming the fish's already delicate state and could cause extinction. 
However, efforts made to protect the Delta smelt population in the San Joaquin Delta are countered by farmers who complain about lack of clean drinking water and fresh water for their crops. How did this tiny fish become the heart of California's water wars? This is the reason why we don't build any water catchment systems. We don't build pumps. We don't build dikes. We don't build, um, what are those things called that we used to, uh, uh, oh, Lord. Dams. Um, not dams, but, you know, where they, they used to run the water off into these ditches that had down into the farms. They're called. Oh, um, not culverts, but uh, close to culverts. Uh, yes. Oh, God, the word is escaping me. Not okay. Close enough. We're coming. Yeah. Um, how did this tiny fish become the heart of California's water wars and how valid is the concern for their declining population? Because of the Delta smelts short lifetime, only about a year, the observed effects of pumping on their species only immediate. However, researchers have discovered the source of the problem be the depletion of fresh water ah, yeah. from um, the Delta for urban and agricultural use. A decrease in fresh water in the Delta means an increase in the amount of salt water flowing in. So they, so which another typical rant from mom is that their solution never works. Okay. They always right. make it worse. Just like with the plastic straws versus the paper straws and the, you know, paper bags versus the plastic bags. Every time they knee jerk that their way, they make the problem worse. Yeah. Okay. So a decrease in fresh water in the Delta means an increase in the amount of salt water flowing in. So they're killing the effing fish anyway. The extra salt water hurts the ecosystem in the Delta and Bay as a whole. From 2012 to 2016, California suffered yet another drought. Here we go. And Northern California needed to pump more water for their cities and farms. The Delta smelt population suffered as a result to the point where only six smelt were found in 2015 compared to 1,673 at their peak in 1970. I don't care about this effing smelt. Currently, it is unknown how many smelts are left in the wild, and scientists are concerned, they're showing, doing concern, that the fish are too few and too spread out to reproduce. Water isn't, use isn't the only force against the struggling delta smelt. The pumps that suck water from the delta are also of note. Because the smelts are poor swimmers, they can get sucked into the pumping system. There is a system in place that collects the fish and trucks, <laughs> and trucks them back to the delta. But the fish are exposed to stress and predators along the way. And a 2012 study found the system was insufficient altogether. No shit. Turning, turning down the pumps when the smelts are near. That has also been tried, but the Delta smelts are elusive and no one knows exactly where they are. Because other solutions are inefficient. Lord. State laws restrict the amount of water. This is where it gets bad that the state can pump, but also allow overrides in dire situations. Do you smell yeah. money? And uh -huh. this is the reason, uh -huh, this is the reason for California's water wars. I'm not going to read the whole article, but this is the Delta smelt. Farmers and oh, I'm oh. sorry. You finish up. Go ahead. I, I'm going to just read one more paragraph and then, okay. uh, and then, uh, you know, rant over. Okay. Farmers and agricultural industries argue that the restricted pumping over an arbitrary fish is hurting their industry. No shit. Scientists submit a thousand-page report warning that more pumping, pumping would continue to endanger not only the smelt, but the Chinook salmon and the resident killer whales, too. So, so we're, they took it to a whole nother level. They went from a, a, a bait fish to the killer whales. Okay, sorry. I had to go on that rant. So, so. That's okay. 
we went, we, so last year when we had a La Nina and we got a whole lot of water, we didn't benefit from it the way we normally would because of these idiots, their incompetence. Well, but Newsom actually ended that, right? Because of the emergency, he's like, all right, we're going to stop. Right. Didn't he's like, fuck the, fuck the smell. Didn't he? I, well, I didn't c- continue reading the article, but and I don't remember that. Maybe we could look that up. Um, yeah, there was some you know, kind it, of an emergency thing that he did. I will look it up. But just really quick, I would just like to, to bring you know to everybody's attention that, like Mom said at the beginning, most of our food for the whole country comes from California. Central and California. And here are the top – yes, yeah, Central California. The top 12 crops produced in California – um, for the, you know, that these are, um, uh, percent of the county's fruit grown in California, uh, I'm sorry, of the country's fruit grown in California, 100% of every almond that you have ever eaten comes from the central Valley, 100%, 100% of olives, um, 100% of pistachios, 100% of plums, 100% of walnuts, 100% of kiwi fruit. 100% of nectarines, 97% of tangerines, 95% of grapes, 94% of avocados, 94% of lemons, and 90% of raspberries are all grown in the Central Valley of California. And so yeah. basically what was going on is that environmentalist shrilling uh, basically um, put this fish, this bait fish, above the needs of actual people. You know, yes. like uh, all of these things. And this is just the top 12 crops grown in, in the Central Valley. Um, Where do you think and, you and get so, your artichokes from and your garlic and your onions? And right, yep. all, all from California. And they cut off the water to these farmers. And, when, and so here's the, here, and then the next thing that happened, they started charging triple, quadruple, even more for the supply that they did generously allow them over a, M effing fish. Okay. Yeah. And and so keep in mind, of course, we love fish. Don't get me wrong; they're full of protein. We need bait fish to catch other fish so that we can eat them, which is the point of all of this: feeding humans and keeping us fed, healthy, and happy. Apparently, is part of the new world order is preventing us from having fresh food. And and so there's a reason why they do all of this stuff, which is to control the population. <sighs> Sorry, I'm, I'm exercised today after they arrested and charged and booked with the mugshot seen around the world, my favorite president. I see the demons. <laughs> These people are demons and they are wicked and they are trying to destroy us. And I'm, I'm just – I'm actually kind of happy because um, – it's going to backfire on them, but in the meantime, people are suffering. Inflation is through the roof. Gas, again, is over $5 a gallon here in California, and we're in trouble. And so I suppose I'm exercised, shall we say. It took me $125 last week to fill my gas tank. That's just crazy. That's just yeah. crazy. All right. So, this is supposed to be good news, though. But uh, right, <laughs> right. We're going to do good news. And, and, and keep in mind – even this thing that is upsetting me is good news because the more you know. So I want to start with that. 
I want to start with, if, since we're going to do the good news, there is a ton of good news in relation to people, okay? So there's been many times um, that um, Elizabeth has alluded to the fact, why aren't more people standing up? Why aren't more people upset? Why are, and, and I keep, and my premise has always been, we are, Okay. Um, a Rasmussen poll that just came out said that um, more people, ah, here we go, we're talking two-thirds of Americans believe that the 2020 election was rigged, that the feds incited January 6th, and that the Bidens are a crime family. Who's it not my way up? <laughs> It has been hard. It has been a, a difficult road, and they keep throwing more stuff at us. Um, so just for the record, it is my opinion that they're, they continue to do this stuff, and we're, we're still sitting back going, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? How is this possible? They're trying to get us to jump, to fight, yeah, yeah. to riot, okay? And all we're doing is sitting back laughing at them. So I'm going to read I'm this article. And planting food and um, gathering eggs. Um, two out of three Americans are awake and not woke. They see the truth behind the uh, many lies from the Democrats and their corrupt media, media and big tech. In April, a poll at Rasmussen Reports reported that two-thirds of Americans suspect that the feds incited the January 6th riots. You know, something that we've known all along, but it takes what it takes for people to get to, to wake up. Okay. Um, the poll was before the former head of the Capitol Police spoke with Tucker Carlson, which, by the way, if you haven't watched that um, clip, if you haven't watched that that interview with um, Tariq, uh, excuse me, what is his name? Um, here we go. Hold on. I'm going to tell you the guy's name. I want to make sure that I get it right. Oh, uh, his name is Stephen Sund. Um, watch that watch that interview because he says that it was a setup. Yeah. The that's, chief, yeah, that's why he got fired. The former head of the Capitol Police says that January 6th didn't have to happen. It was a cover-up, okay? So um, I don't know if we have time to play it today, but I would sure love to spend some time on that. But moving on. The, and that poll was before the Send head of the me. Capitol Police. I think we do. Okay, um, so here we go. I will. Um, well, uh, do I have it bookmarked? That's, no, that's okay. I can go find it. You, you uh, go Keep ahead going. and continue. Okay, and then I'll so, find it. Okay. Okay, good. Stephen Sund, S-U-N-D, with Tucker. Okay. And so Got that it. so two thirds of Americans believe that January sixth was a Fed surrection, which we've known that all along, but. Um, it takes the American electorate to move as a on mass to make to for, for change to occur. In May, a poll by Rasmussen reports that 62% of Americans believe that the 2020 election was stolen. This number has grown over time. Also in May, a supermajority of Americans per Rasmussen poll showed that they believed the Biden gangs crimes related to foreign influence peddling were a big deal these poll results agree with the daily mail poll from today that show americans by a wide margin say president joe biden and his son hunter 
violated a law against peddling foreign influence. A full 63% of voters say the president breached the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, which obliges people to declare foreign interests. The president, well, the ostensible president of the United States, uh, violated FARA, okay? So it's great news. Um, so here, so here we go. Um, what they've done over the last couple of months is indict our president. Now he's on his fourth indictment, fourth, four times. They have alleged that, that president Donald J. Trump violated the law and they're touting it and shrieking and howling. And this final one happened last Thursday, President Trump was mugshotted and booked into the Fulton County Jail. Amazing. Amazing. A former president. I'm not sure if any of you read the indictment, but I did. And guess what it's for? It's for believe, for, for lying about his belief that the 2020 election was stolen. They said he lied and still did stuff in furtherance of that lie, which, first of all, a lie isn't illegal. Second of all, Donald J. Trump absolutely believes that the 2020 election was stolen from him, and he's allowed to say it in a free country. Nah, and, yeah, in a, in a free country for sure, but in a, in a not-free country, uh, he gets indicted for it, and all of his lawyers get indicted for it. Yeah, let me just tell you something. We are at the precipice. We are going to find out if we have a country or not. There are some on this radio program that believe we don't <laughs> already. I still believe. <laughs> believe it or not, I still believe. I think we are on a precipice of losing this country. No question about it. And I can read you an article about it, and I think I will, um, by Katie Pavlich. So there we go. This is how countries fall. And um, I will read that, too. So here we go. Um, but I want to read um, one thing in particular, an inconvenient – hold on. I want to make sure I get the inconvenient Trump. Republicans are living an enormous lie. So remember, I happen to I, – I don't even really identify myself as a Republican anymore. I'm not sure if I – identify myself as a conservative i identify as an american america first patriot okay um i don't know if we'll have a third party as an america first patriot but i certainly i'll start one myself so i'm going to read an article from the american spectator and the author is melissa mckenzie and it was um from where's the date where's the date I can't find the date, but okay. Uh, there it is, August 25th. It says, an inconvenient Trump. Republicans are living an enormous lie. Okay, so, so we just had a presidential debate, um, the very first one of silly season, the primary season, and it was uh, an S show, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and they got – so they were uh, – Martha McCallum and Brett Baer were the moderators from Fox News. And they asked the dumbest questions and therefore got the dumbest answers ever. If you were um, a fruit, 
what fruit would you be? No, I'm kidding. Not not quite that. <laughs> close dumb, enough. Close, close yeah. enough. Because one. <laughs> and of can I just one tell you my favorite part yeah. about the debate before you go on? Go. go. Was Marjorie Taylor Greene sitting in the audience watching yeah. <laughs> watching the Trump watching interview? Watching the Trump interview. So, um, by, which, by the way, has 260 million views. Now, now think about that number. How many people, pop quiz, how many people in the United States? Pop quiz. There's only one person, though. That's not fair. When I do pop quizzes, I want to get more than one answer. But go ahead. I'll buzz you in, Danielle. How many 200 million. 400 million? 330 million. And 250 million. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, but okay. Let me just Biden would tell you that he would tell you that Um, because that's how many said got COVID was right. Eight hundred and ninety-five million. I know. Okay. So okay, but keep in mind. Okay, this is what Clay and Buck said about that: is that in order for a view, quote unquote, a view to count uh, on TV, people have to watch for like six minutes. Um, But every single click on every time they refreshed, you know, watching the, 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 uh, anything on the social Trump media, uh-huh. it, it counts. So it, it's still, you know, crazy historical, but yeah, it, it's not quite. And, and also, right. I understand the Nielsen ratings, which by the way, are rigged too. Just, just saying. Totally. Um, okay. Because they only got 115 million for the presidential debate. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. An inconvenient Trump. Republicans are living an enormous lie. The rule of law has been crushed in America while the GOP in pointless debates wonders if it can dare pardon the former president. The stupidest question of the night. The Republican primary debate charade hosted by a hapless Brett Baer and Martha McCallum revealed two things. Vivek Ramaswamy is a rising star, and Donald Trump dominated as the elephant not in the room. The Democrats and the media ran a constant, run a constant clown show, but the Republicans play along. This is the part that we hate the worst about the Republican Party. They are weak and feckless. Play along as useful puppets, willfully participating in a system designed to destroy them. The Republican Party is allowing itself to be rigged by playing by the rules of an old system that no longer exists. He broke the system, and I love him for that. Donald J. Trump changed everything. The Democrats, bureaucracy, and media are vicious apparatchiks. They are dirty and an obvious. They are a dirty and obvious enemy who clearly need to be fought. The Republicans are worse because they don't see their own participation in the big lie. They would rather step over Trump's dead political body than save the republic. In so doing, they will never have power again, even if they regain it. They will be vassals of the state apparatus, nothing more, or else punches, is she? Donald Trump is not the Republican frontrunner. He's the presumptive nominee. No kidding. Further, he's the most popular politician in America. Trump created a coalition that made the Rust Belt winnable. He turned Ohio, Florida, and Iowa reliably red. He made Pennsylvania, Michigan, North Carolina, and Wisconsin gettable. In Florida, he outwon Ron DeSantis by one million votes. Why the all-out assault on Donald Trump? Because in a fair system, he wins, and he wins bigly. The assault on Trump and anyone who supported him is an attack on the only one standing in the way of generations of Democrat power. And the Republicans are pretending that America and the Republican Party can return to a 
oh God help us, Bush era neocon republicanism that simply doesn't exist anymore outside the beltway. What? I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Look. It's me too. How, pray tell, would any of the Republicans on the debate stage win in the general election? They wouldn't. Where do they win? How do they expand Trump's coalition? Is there big strategy to win? Uh, is there a big strategy to win back Georgia and Arizona? Please. Only one candidate on the debate stage tangentially dealt with this, this reality. Vivek Ram- Ramaswamy. That every other Republican doesn't understand the heart of the lie was revealed by Vivek. He knows the biggest issue facing the republic is the disintegration of the rule of law, baseless prosecution of Donald Trump and anyone who supports him. Vivek says he wants to win, but not like this. How could any Republican – why are the rest of the Republican field okay with winning this way? How can any Republican govern, govern if the voters can't canvass, can't protest, can't speak on social media, if no attorneys can advise Republican candidates, if strategy callers can't brainstorm ideas for winning? Those are the things that Trump is being indicted for, for thought crimes, for, for saying the election was stolen. Every yeah. single one of the indictments – Except for the documents case, which, by the way, there's news about that as well. Yeah. Come to find out, I know you guys are going to be shocked. I hope everyone is sitting down. It turns out that the White House met with Jack Smith. And Pop quiz, who's Jack Smith beat? Oh, oh, me, me. <laughs> Go. He is uh, the <clears throat> special prosecutor um, in D.C. Uh, in charge of Trump's document. The documents case. Turns out the White House met with Jack Smith, who's supposed to be independent of any and all aides, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Any and all political persuasion, he's supposed to be separate from that because he's a special counsel. Turns out the White House uh, special uh, White House counsel lawyer met with him five times. It's it's a big. um, Okay, so so what is the point why are they doing it i'll tell you why are they doing all of this because they know they can't beat him in a regular election where there's no covid wait covid's coming back hmm um and that that so so this is this is where they're going next pay attention trump can and should be disqualified for running from running for president under the 14th amendment gavin newsom put this shot across the bow a bunch of other uh um big democrats are saying that that he can't he's not allowed to run because just because he's been accused keep this in mind the disqualification clause found in section three of the 14th amendment fits donald j trump like a glove this is the daily beast or as a political podcaster allison gill asked on the social media platform formerly known as twitter if section three of the 14th 14th Amendment wasn't designed for him. Who was it designed for? The historical answer to Gill's query is, of course, that it was designed for Confederates trying to get back into the federal government after losing the Civil War. And that very same, which, do you see the any apples or do you see apples and oranges with that? I have no idea where they're going with this. And that very same historical context draws a direct analogy to Trump's efforts to get back into the presidency after losing the 2020 election. I don't get it. Um, <clears throat> nope. I mean, I, I sort of get it. 
tell, well, he, well, I'm going to read the disqualification clause and see if we th you think. Okay, because I'll tell you how that what they're saying. So, no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or any other or under any state who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as any executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion <coughs> against the same or given aid and comfort to the enemies thereof. So they're, so they're going back to January 6th saying that he led an insurrection, although there's no proof of that. We had the January 6th committee, and they came up with nothing. Right. And, I, and I, honestly, I thought that in this country, we are innocent until proven guilty. So why is it that Gavin Newsom can keep him off the ballot when he's not been convicted of any he crime? He can't. So because he engaged in, in – in, okay, so they're saying – how it applies to him is that he engaged in an insurrection. The plain language, of, this is the Daily Beast again, of this obviously encompasses Trump's action to illegally overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. So because he asked people, sent electors, and told people, hold up, let's count, let's you know, take a breath, there's been some irregularities, I believe the election was stolen from me, um, and, and if... And so, therefore, we're sending these other slates of, elect of electors. We hope Mike Pence will do the right thing on January 6th, okay? Because he sent those other, those other electors, which, by the way, has been done numerous times, and nobody went to jail for it. Nobody got, you know, in trouble for it. I think it happened in 2016. It did. It did. Numerous times. These actions include but are not limited to asking Georgia's Secretary of State to find additional votes, which, by the way, that's been debunked. When he said find the votes, it, there was there was 30 people on the freaking call, and he didn't say it. And, and WAPO had right. to retract their story. Okay? That's good. Um, con, um, conspiring to put forth slates of unelected electors to the Electoral College. It's been done before. Nobody got in trouble for it. And it's called I for believe those wild... Are, these are called contested elections. Contested elections. And we've had every election since Al Gore has been contested by the Democrats. This is the first time the Republicans have ever contested. We just usually fold our hands and say, oh, so terrible. Look at what they're doing. Okay? We, we cry. And that's it. Everybody Finally, has their role in this dysfunctional... Yep. And then another lie, Daily Beast says, and for the, his call for wild protests on January 6th that led to the attack on the Capitol. But while these actions have resulted in Trump being charged, being char charged criminally, both by the U.S. Justice Department and the state of Georgia, his disqualification does not depend on him being convicted, according to the Daily Beast. Lawrence Tribe says all he has to do is be accused of it. It says the disqualification, this is Lawrence Tribe, jerk, dirt bag, uh, operates independently of any such criminal proceedings and indeed also independently of impeachment proceedings. Bullshit. Okay. You have to, he has to either have been impeached for it when he wasn't, or he has to be convicted. 
So they're making stuff up as they go along. Exactly. He was, yeah, exactly. He was impeached, but he was not convicted. Nope. They, the impeachment didn't, exactly. Okay. So here we go back to the original article that I was reading. How can Republicans win against sophisticated vote running machines? How do they win against faked, dumped, and duped and dumped ballots? How do they win against millions of dollars laundered through accounts through where people don't actually donate to the Democrat Party? So uh, see um, OMG uh, James O'Keefe. He's got thousands of, of interviews with people across the country that donated one time to Act Blue and thousands of dollars each month under those accounts is getting dumped into the Democratic Party. How do they win against the new Zuck Bucks? Is something magical going to happen in 2024 that sweeps these issues away? No. Now that the Democrats, the state, and the media have created a playing field where they alone, where they alone win, what will be the uncharismatic, unserious what will the uncharismatic, unserious Republicans on the debate stage do to win? The debate questions were inane. Why did these Fox talking heads blab about whether Mike Pence did the right thing? Chris Christie, in an act of sexual servicing, yikes, too shameless for even the seediest blue district, extolled Pence as the defender of the Constitution, God, and country. It was so risible that the audience laughed. Why, who do these folks think they're kidding? Okay. Um, they didn't address the Maui massacre, which, by the way, I have some bad news about that. Um, it Wait says for the second th- hour. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> it's it's a good news report. Right. Okay. But it's sad. I'm so sad over this. Truth has left the Republican Party, and it's diminishing them. If that's even possible, they can talk they can talk of the border, they can pontificate about the world changing necessity of making Ukraine secure. They can tell everyone they know what they already know of Vladimir Putin is a bad guy. No kidding. Noted. <laughs> now, uh-huh. how about something more pressing and closer to home? How about addressing the criminalization of free speech? How about addressing the conditions of the January 6th defendants? How about addressing using the justice system to bankrupt and persecute political enemies? How about addressing the raw, unchecked power being thrown around by the Biden administration? Examine the list of Democrats criminalizing political enemies. Arizona considers prosecution of Trump electors. Michigan prosecutes 16 GOP activists, including an opponent of the Michigan Attorney General. Michigan then charges attorneys like Stephanie Lambert. Wisconsin governor calls for prosecutions. Meanwhile, Republicans stayed home, and the Wisconsin Supreme Court now is in Democrat hands. The Georgia 19 are being charged for discussing discussing election strategies. USMC veteran Harrison Floyd is still jailed. This is an outrage. Again, the Fulton County Jail is a place for enemies of the state. Floyd is being hounded by the feds. Meanwhile, Joe Joe Biden brags as Trump gets prosecuted for his tweets. Republicans don't mention the January 6th prisoners. There's no recompense for those brought before the January 6th committee, the one, that destro- the one that destroyed evidence. So remember, he hasn't been convicted, and January 6th evidence was destroyed because they didn't get what they wanted. The January 6th footage is still not released. Donald Trump is facing more than 90 charges and 700 years in prison. Public in response to this travesty of justice, meekly raising hands, saying they pardon him, maybe if they became president, which will not happen in 2024 and probably not ever. 
The enemy isn't out there somewhere. Well, it is, but guess what? The average American citizen has much less to fear without than within. The Federal Bureau of Investigation placed agents in Catholic churches to look for dissidents. The DOJ is prosecuting people and dropping charges at the last minute just to make people suffer. The persecution is the point. Across the Fruited Plains, American citizens doing perfectly legal things are being arrested because they deign to disagree. Republicans respond by whistling past the graveyard in a meaningless debate, debating meaningless things. Donald Trump is an inconvenient truth exposing the corruption of, corrupt, of a corrupted elite. Rich men north of Richmond. His persecution and those of his followers is putting the whole system on trial, and America is being found wanting. The Democrats, run by communists who would be, happily burn the system down in service to ideology, are being added, aided and bet, abetted by Republicans who put personal ambition and hatred of Trump over love of country. Step outside the debate and see it for what it really is, a sideshow to mollify the wicked and stupid. Not one of these candidates can win the nomination, and should the powers that be succeed in jailing or killing Donald Trump, that keeps coming up, Danielle Teresa, not one not can one. win the presidency. And if by no. some random chance a Republican does win the presidency, he or she will be a pleasing suit presiding over nothing and serving it at the pleasure of masters greater than any one of them. So there we are. That's how I feel. I read the whole article and I said, this is it. So what's the point? Why, do, why are they doing this? I have, and that is a question for you, Danielle, unless we have any callers trying to come in. No, not yet. Uh, what is the point? I, I mean, it's, I, I, I think Donald Trump was the last president. And there was actually a book written about, uh, you know, at the turn of the century called The Last President. Um, and talking about Baron Trump and all of these things. But um, one other thing I would like to, to, to just, because um, I know that everybody's kind of like, oh, who's this Vivek uh, Ramaswamy guy, right? But mm-hmm. in... 2020, he tweeted, uh, wearing a mask equals personal responsibility. It's puzzling when conservatives oppose it. But before um, deriding them, uh, remember this, the CDC. And so this is half true, right? The CDC and the WHO discouraged mask wearing in in March, a noble lie to save masks for healthcare workers. Um, institutional lying erodes public trust in science. So that's kind of a half truth. And I'm sorry to get off track a little bit, but no, and, you- and it's okay. No, it's you're not actually off track because um, General Flynn is saying the same thing. Be careful, okay? Be careful because he right now he's saying all the right things, but check this guy out because he's another one of those slip him up under Trump. Remember what they were saying is that the the debate was people you know running for the for um the vice presidency, and Vivek Ramaswamy is saying all the right stuff and Trump and he's stroking Trump's ego, which but you all know that that's a problem, okay? Because Trump oftentimes picks the wrong people to surround yeah. himself with when it comes to it's, an administration. It's his biggest flaw. It's his biggest effing flaw. Okay, so having said that. We asked, we said, why are, are they doing this? It's because they know they can't beat him and they're doing everything they can to, you know, to take him out. Okay. Yeah, exactly. 
so in the Tucker Carlson interview, which again, you know, was at the same time as the Trump debate, which I th- or the excuse me, the Republican debate, which I thought was just absolutely classic Trump. Tucker looked him in the face and said, "The only thing they have left is to kill you, sir. Are you are what do you think about that? Is that possible?" And and Trump said, "These are savages." So he didn't say, "Yeah, it's possible." He just said, "These are savages." So so mm-hmm. that's a big concern for me. Now, for the good news. It is backfiring in a way that there's absolutely – it's mind-blowing. I don't have a TikTok account, and I probably never will. I'm not interested in making TikToks or seeing TikToks. But another person that I follow on Telegram, which is um, Midnight Writer Channel uh, – and also we the media have been posting clip after clip after clip of African Americans saying this guy's a thug and we're going to vote for him. The very fact that he got arrested <laughs> and booked and has a mug shot one of the one of the young men said every nigga need a need a mug shot. That means he's that means he's a thug and that means that we're going to vote for him. And I'm talking. Okay, and that's a quote. That's a quote. We still have the free speech to say, you know, the N word when it's a, a quote. It so is a don't quote. I can play the clip if you want me to. I'm sorry if I if. Uh, okay, gotcha. It's that's one of those words we're not allowed to say, isn't it? I yeah, but say you it. know what? Screw it. Like that's it's not even like who cares? It's, it's not you saying it. It's somebody else saying it and you quoting that person. So are we saying that um, that we cannot quote? African Americans, or, or not even it, African Americans, right? So, so here's the thing. Yes, I was quoting someone, and back to my original point is what I was saying is that there's not just him. There are hundreds of TikTok videos saying this is the thing that's going to make us vote for Donald Trump. It is going to back if if. Donald Trump gets 2% of the African-American vote, American, right? Yeah. Then he's he's taking the election. Okay. Having said that, if you have seen the mugshot, it is the most amazing thing you've ever seen. He looks (laughs) so determined. So determined to these people, he said, the face says, I'm coming after you. Be very careful. I cannot wait you have to see this mugshot. Exactly. I cannot wait to see this mugshot on all of these uh, Democrats, you know. I can't, oh, like, yeah. t-shirts, right? Like, they're going to go out and buy uh, t-shirts of, of his mugshot, and this is a, basically a MAGA shirt. Oh, I like your MAGA shirt. Yep, that's exactly so, so I'm telling you, they have made a huge mistake. I'll read you the article that goes with that. Yeah, a mugshot, yes. a mugshot for the ages. Trump delivers a masterclass on the art of the political counterpunch. As much as we lionize Donald Trump as a superior mind in a 5G chess master, for the most part, what makes him exceptional is his constant dishing out of an unapologetic common sense. Something that is not so common anymore. But right back to the article I just read. Also, D- DJT is not infallible and is liable to make mistakes and wrong moves. We know. 
But every now and then, a situation arises that allows him to show some mad game, theory skills, and portray his, ma- portray his mastery of the information war. The mudshot said, okay, so the very first thing he did after CNN linked, l- leaked the mudshot, so Fulton County leaked it to CNN thinking this will get him. Within 15 minutes, he, po- he posted on Twitter for the very first time. In two and a half years. Remember, his account got taken down by the by the misinformation, disinformation, and blah blah bullshit silencing speech. They took down the Twitter account of a sitting president, and and, he, and, and they took down the tweet saying "be peaceful," so that they could try to paint him as a yes. you know as a violent person. And then Twitter got purchased by Elon Musk. The first thing he did when he bought it was turn Trump's account back on, but he never posted. He never tweeted. He never X'd, as they say. And we've been waiting for, what, like a year and a half now. The very first tweet in two and a half years is his mugshot. And it says, mugshot, August 24th, 2023, election interference, never surrender, DonaldJTrump.com. And it's got that face. That was the case with the mugshot for the ages, a real masterclass in the art of the political counterpunch. In boxing, a counterpunch is a blow that immediately follows an attack launched by an opponent. It exploits the opening created in an opponent's guard. It's all about timing. It's also one of the hardest and most important skills to learn because the best time to hit your opponent is when he's throwing a punch at you. In other words, every time someone attacks you, they open up a window of opportunity like no other for retribution. Take, for example, Trump's recent arrest and indictment in Fulton County, Georgia. It's what a conservative analyst called the most brazenly political persecution yet, a tall order given the litany of ludicrous charges which have already befallen the ex-commander-in-chief. It was the mugshot heard around the world. And the other three fake prosecutions of DJ2 – DJT, the authorities had the sense of not making a mugshot out of him, afraid that he would exploit it politically. Oh boy, were they right. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis, on the other hand, wanted to humble DJT, humiliate him, cut him down to size. LOL. That was a big miscalculation. Our enemies just don't know when to stop. Due to their sunk cost fallacy, they have have to proceed in their folly even if it's to their big disadvantage. As for Trump, he is a move and counter moves guy and was going to prove it and was going to prove so yet again. To begin with, he dodged the GOP debate designed as a perfect opportunity to have the also ran political midgets attack him. Instead, he was interviewed by Tucker Carlson in what became the most watched interview of all times, currently at 260 million views. Good Lord. Yep. That alone was a perfect power play, but the best was yet to come. After surrendering in Fulton, being processed and booked, and having his mugshot released, DJT engaged in what can be seen as a masterful counterpunch. He got back on Twitter, where he's not posted since January 2021, and shared his mugshot in a post that by now has over 240 million views. That's a half a billion views in just a couple of days. X's owner, Elon Musk, reacted by saying that was next level, and it was. The reaction all over American society 
and the world was immediate. DJ's tweet, DJT's street cred went through the roof and his popularity and vote intention as measured by the polls keeps growing by the hour. The art of the counterpunch is real and former President Donald J- John Trump is a master of it. He's winning the information more by a country mile and his supporters are electrified like never before. None of this, of course, guarantees his victory on Election Day. There's still that there still need to be a host of countermeasures to keep Democrats from stealing yet another election. But without this clear and unmistakable lead in the public opinion forum, he wouldn't have a fighting chance. And now he does. Yeah. For every punch, there's a counterpunch. That's what Trump's enemies can't seem to learn to his advantage, fueling our hope that the real American leader will be back in power next year. So that's where we're at. I have a, you know, uh, there, uh, I have a lot more. I don't want to stay too political with this, but I will tell you that he, they've made a huge mistake. If what I've seen on TikTok with the African-American vote, I'll even play one of them for you. Um, I, I, I guess I have to send this to, to you, Danielle. Can I put it in your um, telegram? Yes, and I would I would like you to play this for me. And then I'd also like you to play. There's a Tucker Carlson clip about Georgia, about the Fulton County election when he was still on Fox News from last year. Where are you? Where are you? I'm somewhere. I'm, I'm looking for your name. Um, forward to. Can I put D? And then I'm going to send a Tucker Carlson clip about the Fulton County election um, that I would like you to play after you play. This is just a sample that she's going to play you right now of um, what's been going on since that mugshot got released. So one and two, Danielle. Okay, so that's the one where it's like them. Yep. Yep. That one. Okay, hold on. Going to rewind. This is only about a 15-second clip, so... But this, this is a sample of what I've been seeing the last uh, 24 hours. Go. Wonderful. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Some say he's racist and tweets like a kid, while overlooking all the good shit that he did. Yeah. Yeah. I want to change up my president a little bit. I'd rather have an alpha male than a little bit. Preach yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this. And, and, <laughs> Okay, and then here we go. And was that was that audio okay? I know it was a little. Might have the been audio little was it was it was okay, but but just sorry. You you can play it again. I'm okay with it. But let's but play it again. Is, go. It's, yeah, it's only a few seconds. Yep. Amen, sis. Amen. That, that, preach. Okay, so that's just a very small sample. There are hundreds of African-Americans. You saw even Ilan Omar came out. Uh, yes, yes. Now, she was trying to, to down him, uh, looking like a thug, okay? I'm telling you, the African-American community is electrified because he got arrested and booked, and there was a mug shot. Because now he's a homie. It's freaking hilarious. Anyway, uh, 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those videos, and they're going viral on on TikTok. Well, and that's why, like, these libs are going to go out and buy uh, T-shirts, forty-seven ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. T- you know, T-shirts with a mugshot. Yeah. And they're good. And, yeah, and that's like a. Oh, I, I like your MAGA shirt. Oh man, yeah, they, yeah. It's. A, it, I'm telling you, that's a MAGA mugshot. It's hilarious, and they, it's going to backfire like you never can imagine. We are winning the information war. We're allowed to tweet. We're allowed to go on Twitter and say things like, "Donald Trump." The election was stolen from Donald Trump, and my account doesn't get taken down. It's the right, tide is right. turning. The tide is turning, and I'm ha- I couldn't be happier. This next okay, clip. So, yep. This. Is, go ahead. Set it up. Is from is from an investigation that Tucker Carlson did on the Fulton County election, or, or which is where, if you remember, that the uh, water main break broke supposedly in the middle of the night, and they they stopped counting. And then we have video evidence stuffing and counting ballots over and over and over again, the same ballots, and stuffing, pulling ballots out from – we have video of them pulling ballots out from underneath tables when it was supposed to be closed. That's the important part. Right, yes. Okay, because there was a water main break, and they said we're going to not count anymore because of this big disaster – and they went back in there, and there's video evidence of them, the, those two women. And, and, and this was how one of the reasons, you know, but it was, it was happening all over the country. There was story after affidavit after affidavit. So yes. before, before she plays this clip, why do I think all of this is good news, that Donald Trump has been indicted uh, for 90 charges with seven, facing 700 years in prison? We finally get to hear the evidence of the election fraud in 2020. Because uh-huh. remember, their cases all hinge on. Yeah, their cases all hinge on that Donald Trump knew that the election wasn't stolen, and he lied and said it said it was, and did things in furtherance of that lie. Which, by the way, again, a lie is not illegal. If it was, every politician in the United States would be arrested. Right. And two, it's, he's still allowed to say it. He's still allowed to think it. Donald Trump has never said to this day that he that wasn't that you know he doesn't believe that the election was stolen. In fact, he said it at every time he's had a chance to say it. The election well, not was only stolen. That, but very quickly, um, Hillary Clinton paid for that dossier and yes. still tried, still said over and over and over again that. The, the election, election was, was stolen, stolen from her. Even though she knew. Yes. Even though she knew. Ugh. Okay. So so, so it, the hypocrisy is always the problem. It's not even the point anymore because they are the – they will always lie about the other side for the doing the exact same thing that they're doing. So, okay, I'm over that. Not the point. Throughout the entire process, when we were fighting so hard, we knew that election was stolen. And I'm saying it here right now because I can, because I'm a free American citizen. The 2020 election was stolen from the American people. And this is why okay. Freedomizer Radio exists? Yes. Okay. And thank God I can still say it. And, I, and you know what? I, arrest me. Shit. Go ahead. Yeah, now. please. 
throughout the entire process, we went case after case, state after state, testimony after testimony of people that actually saw the fraud. We would take it to a court, and the judge would dismiss it for standing. The evidence was never entered into a court record. And yet you saw it, wait, of course, and of yes. course you have the Democrats saying you lo- you had 17 of them and you lost 17 of them. No, we didn't. No, no, we didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and to that point, it wasn't that – the evidence was never um, uh, Adjudicated. Was, no. Adjud- yeah, exactly. No. They, were, they never the, – these judges never listened to the evidence. It was dismissed. Procedurally. It was dismissed yes. on procedure. You don't have standing to sue. I can't hear this evidence because you don't have standing, which I have no idea how they arrived at that conclusion. But but so the evidence of these cases was never heard by a court, by a jury, by anyone. Right. They by a judge. All, by a judge, by anyone. They dismissed these cases on procedural issues. We lost every single one of them in that respect. They bring these cases against Donald Trump. Guess what? Here's the good news. Now we get to hear it. Yeah, here's yeah. the first here's the first piece of it. Go ahead. Three, two, All one. Right, here we go. Uh, three, two, one. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia last November. That is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. I'm sorry, can uh, I'm gonna uh, restart it again, but could, I'm trying to find the date of this. Do we do we have the date of this clip? Hold on, I have it all over Twitter. One second. Yeah, no problem. And, and even should I should I play it, uh, and then you can tell us afterwards? You can do that. Unless you can get to it quick. I'm working on it. Yeah, it would be it would be um, interesting to know. Because they say last year, so I, I'm assuming this is 2021. It was last year, and I want – why can't I go to my, my page? I want to go home. I, I want to go to – I'm going to Twitter, and I can't go to my page. I don't want to log out. I want to go my, to my page. Why can't oh, I go to that's, my page? Okay, that's fine. Well, you find it, and then oh. – unless it's seconds away. It's not. Okay, I'll play this, and then we can get the date of this afterwards. Okay, go. Okay, three, two, one. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia, last November. That is not a conspiracy. It's true. Oops. From the Sorry. beginning, this show has tried to be fact-based when we talk about the 2020 election results. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Why don't you start the clip over, Danielle? I'm going to start the clip over. Yeah, hold on. I... You knocked your microphone off the thing, I know. No, I knocked my phone off. Hold on. Okay. The whole world came crashing down. That's Joey. <laughs> we heard him. Hi, Joey. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia, last November. That is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. From the beginning, this show has tried to be fact-based when we talk about the 2020 election results. So here's what we know tonight, factually. At least 36 batches of mail-in ballots from the November election were double-counted in Fulton County. That's a total of more than 4,000 votes. Those numbers come from a group called Voter GA, which along with Bob Cheely sued to get them. The final tally from the double counts we know about amounts to more than 3,300 votes for Joe Biden and 865 votes for Donald Trump. Now, before you dismiss Bob Cheely and Voter GA as dishonest partisan actors, 
Keep in mind that the strongly leftist center, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, appears to agree with this, at least in outline. The newspaper reviewed the available digital ballot images independently and concluded that hundreds of ballots were improperly duplicated. What does that look like exactly? Well, here's what it looks like. At a press conference yesterday, a consultant with voter GA called David Cross showed how we can be certain that votes in Fulton County were counted more than once. Watch. What I'm going to show you here is two ballots side by side. One of them is marked for Jason Shaw and Ellen Squidmore next to it. You can see it kept the identical mark on the second one. And the ballot image is stored up here on the top left. So this one over here is scanner 5162. That's scanner number three. Fax number 235. Image number 19. And that matches 234, image 59. So you have the same ballot counted twice in the images and counted in the audit. How that's possible, I don't know. How's that possible? I don't know. Every American should want to know because the answer gets to the heart of the integrity of our elections, otherwise known as our democracy. We're not talking about a couple of ballots here. We're talking about a lot of ballots, at least hundreds of ballots involved, enough potentially to affect the outcome of the election. Here's another example. Here's one of the next ones. All right, so same facts, number 234, image number two, and 235, image number 61, Republican, 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 all the way down to the point where this little spot up in Fannie Willis matches this one over here. No question that that ballot was counted twice. So what's the explanation for this? Well, if you ask Fulton County, these discrepancies, the ones you just saw on the screen, were isolated incidents. Just a handful of bad ballots happens all the time. The county claims that any errors were caught in previous recounts. The problem is that neither one of those claims is true. Surveillance footage obtained by voter GA appears to show large numbers of ballots being scanned multiple times. Pay attention, the tape we're showing you, to the woman wearing yellow at the desk. According to voter GA, she slides ballots into a scanning machine, removes the ballots, and then reinserts the same ballots. This happens multiple times. The question is, how many times were those ballots counted? Was each vote counted more than once? Fulton County won't answer that question. Now, one way to know the answer would be to check what are called audit tally sheets. Tellingly, for months after the presidential election, Fulton County failed to provide more than 100,000 of those tally sheets, including 50,000 of them for mail-in ballots. When voter GA finally forced Fulton County to turn over the tally sheets, the conclusion was stunning. Here's what the audit found. Quote, seven falsified audit tally sheets containing fabricated vote totals. For example, a batch containing 59 actual ballot images for Joe Biden and 42 for Donald Trump was reported as 100 for Biden and zero for Trump. The seven batches of ballot images with 554 votes for Joe Biden, 140 votes for Donald Trump, and 11 votes for Joe Jorgensen had tally sheets in the audit falsified to show 850 votes for Biden, zero votes for Trump, and zero votes for Jorgensen. Wait, did you just follow that? How is that not flat-out criminal fraud? We'd love to know because it certainly sounds like flat-out criminal fraud. We've obtained photographs showing what went on during the recount process for mail-in ballots in Fulton County. 
These pictures were taken by a whistleblower who participated in the recount. She said she noticed something odd, as she did. None of the ballots that she saw had any creases on them. You can see the stacks of unfolded ballots on your screen now. That's strange because, of course, mail-in ballots need to be bent in order to be mailed in. These ballots clearly had never been inside an envelope. And then the whistleblower noticed something else. All of the ballots, the whistleblower tells us, have been filled out by a printer, not by hand. And many of them supported the exact same candidates, Democrats, including Joe Biden. Voter GA detected a series of other apparent irregularities in the recount. The group's audit found, for example, that, quote, over 200 Fulton County mail-in ballot images contained votes that were not included in the hand count audit results for the November election. Now, why is that? We don't know. Keep in mind, once again, the results in the state of Georgia were decided by fewer than 13,000 votes. It was a close race. Every vote mattered. And then there's this. An elections expert called Mark Davis analyzed data from the post office. He found that nearly 35,000 Georgia voters moved out of their county of residence more than a month prior to election day. They were ineligible to vote, and yet they did. They still voted in their old county. That is illegal. It's not a small thing. Violating election law is something we should care about. And by law, their vote should have been excluded from the total. But they were not excluded. Why are we okay with that? Why are we okay with any of this? Well, we're okay with it because we've been told we have to be okay with it. We're undermining democracy if we ask questions about what happened during the 2020 election. And of course, that's a perfect inversion of the truth. Without answers to legitimate questions like the ones we just posed, and those are legitimate questions, democracy dies. People begin to understand the system they've been told is on the level is in fact rigged. And when they believe that, God knows what they do next. So let's find out what actually happened. Let's find out immediately. Let's find out without shame. It's our right to know. It's our responsibility to know. Okay, I have so much to say about this. Totally. Totally. We Did get you find to... a date by chance? No, no. I, I found Jordan Sather, the original post, that he posted it. And no, I can't find the date that it it. it aired i wish i wish we knew but certainly it was when he was still on fox news it happened yeah. to be, it must have been last Obviously, year yeah. yeah probably got probably got him flagged by youtube it <laughs> you probably know what I mean? got, like, yeah, of course so so if it and if it happened in georgia it happened in wisconsin it happened in pennsylvania it happened in arizona that the next it's next level because now people are questioning obviously the 2022 election and no, let me just and tell you some, what, okay go ahead yeah right so very likely it's been happening for 50 years well and i have people, not been paying attention for 50 years but i have been paying I, attention um since at least 2015 when my uh very libertarian mother uh told me to um, look up the other Democrat running, you know, because I was ready to vote for her, right? And so I watched this, the 2016 primary, closer than most people on the planet. Yes, you did. And there were irregularities in every primary. Count. Yes. I so remember, is- actually, like, one of, this is one of those, you know, moments where I can close my eyes and be there, um, is when I was standing in line for the Bernie Sanders rally in San Diego, we finally make our way in this huge line. 
they had to do a drone flyby to count the number of people who were in line, filling up a a convention center for Bernie Sanders. In San Diego. We got into the, in San Diego, we enter into the overflow room. And I'll never forget how excited you were and how on fire, because obviously I'm a political animal and it was so beautiful, even though I don't agree with anything Bernie Sanders has ever said. It was so I think beautiful to watch you. Well, I do. Okay. Well, I have to admit. There was, on there paper, are some on the whiteboard. Like, yeah, just well, call it then I did. I, don't, I know now that he's a fraud, but that's okay. Um, well, he is a fraud, but I'm, I'm saying that his words perhaps were not. But, um, but this is leading somewhere important. This Go is ahead. leading to Arizona. Yes. I, I walk into the overflow room. Bernie Sanders has not even come on yet. And I look. And Arizona was having their primary that day. Yes. Um, and they were already calling it for Hillary Clinton. When, with like 20% of the vote in. And then I watched days and days and days of, this is really boring shit. I have, uh, you know, just let me say, going and watching all of these press conferences, especially on the local level. When, you know, I don't live in Arizona. I don't live in, you know, uh, what's the county that Carrie Lake was um, running in. What is that county? Oh, I mean, she God. Was right? but Maricopa. Maricopa. Thank you. Exactly. And so again I in watched... 2022. Fuckers. Correct. You... Okay, <laughs> pop quiz. Pop quiz. Are you ready? I mean, I'm ready for only... a pop quiz. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, yes. Pick um, me, yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> what, um, <laughs> what voting machines do they have in Maricopa County? The uh, the the kind that that are able to be get hacked Dominion. They have Dominion, Dominion. voting machines. They yeah. have Dominion voting systems. Uh, another question: Who do you presume? Who do you think uh, signed the contract with Dominion? Katie Hobbs. Mm. No. Yeah. Secretary of State. It, yeah. That's, Katie Hobbs. It's Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs. She's the governor mm-hmm. now, by the way. Yeah. Ding ding ding. Yeah. The, the Secretary of State is now the governor, and and nobody's suspicious of election fraud when we watched it in 2016. And there the was other a huge news. press conference afterwards. Every like there was you know five hours of of, pe- of public comment about how uh, you know how is that possible? What did you do? What this what, is not fair? Something's wrong. Long. Exactly. Yeah. Is my ballot going to get counted? The other moment, Danielle, during that during that time frame was we were standing in your room and and you're like, yeah, but Bernie and he's so great and listen to all the stuff he's saying and I'm you know and I'm like, yeah, but he's running against Hillary Clinton. He will never have the nomination. And I looked you right. in the face and I wish you could have seen your face. I wish I you you just you're you're like you stop saying that, mom. And I'm like, no, it's Hillary Clinton. She's as yeah, corrupt as they come. And you are perfectly describing what people. Now we're going to have to experience that was the day, you know, not, I mean, not the day, but like I was pissed off, but a a couple months later when you were right and I watched Bernie get the election stolen from him left and right, back and forth, up and down. um, It it was, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try to find a clip. I know that I've downloaded and it's like 12 seconds, so I don't really care. 
Um, but it was the um, Backstreet Boys. No, not Backstreet Boys. Um, oh, what? Mm. Boys to Men. Like that 90s band, Boys to Men. Do you remember them? I do remember them, yes. They sucked, but yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, there was, oh, it was probably under DNC. But at the DNC convention, they yes. they were trying to do a January 6th in front of the DNC convention. I'm pretty sure that was kind of like the test run. Yes, um, they did. And yes, they did. Yes. Yes. Um, and let me see, DNC convention, you know, and if I can't, yeah, okay. I'm going to just look it up on my phone. That's cool, too. Hold on. Um, boys to men, let's see, DNC convention, pro, uh, there we go. Um, here it is. It's 36 seconds. So like, it's perfect. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. We're going to cut you off right now. We're going to cut you off right now. Uh, we're going to, uh, yeah, I'm not going right to show now. that. That's about all we can play of that song. But do you, I mean, I, I, I hope that that, the significance of that 30 seconds um, was understood. I'm right? going to cut you off right now. That was also the beginning of the misinformation and disinformation. We'll tell you what you can hear and what you can't. We'll tell yeah, you what you can that's see and what you can't. That's Mockingbird. So let me just tell you, it's gotten worse and worse. And, and I remember how devastated you were because, because it was the first time you were excited about politics and then you watched that nasty, vicious machine try to take out a, a sweet old man that was that people believed in and they were ex- the young ones were excited about politics and and they couldn't have that because they'd they already punched him in the face and they punched you guys in the face and it was bloody no, awful punched, literally they punched him in the face there's a yeah, picture of him right after with a black guy yep yeah they told him you get out and or will hurt you and your family and and they did and they and yes there's a there's a famous photo of him with a black eye and it was just bloody effing awful and here's the thing i said all along that, yeah yes and he he would have given trump a run for his money hillary yeah, clinton trump would never not have did won. no trump, trump would not, would not probably not because he's a, he was a populist as well or he would okay let me just rephrase that he would have given trump a run for his money in a way that hillary clinton was not capable of because <laughs> because she was so entitled and and here's the thing she already had that insurance policy set up oh for sure okay so i'm going to close with this article with um with with all of this and and keep in mind this is great news you guys 
and and I remember a couple of weeks ago we had um you know a very dear friend of mine on here Mike Baker and um I was excited to have him on he is you know of the we have to have a resolution a revolution or it's not going to work I disagree I disagree they're doing it to themselves okay and all we have to do is sit back and meme them until they cry meme them on until it. they cry yep you and 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 play them TikTok videos and just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and and okay. So I said the good news was we're finally going to get to hear the evidence about January sixth because mm-hmm. that's one of the cases we're going to get to hear what actually happened. And I'm glad you're going to play that Sund interview with uh, Tucker Carlson. We're going to get an to hear though, so I'm not sure no, if I can. Probably. Probably not, no. Okay, but the Sund interview says, and he was in charge of the Capitol Police at the time, he said that the the dark side, the the globalists took it over and refused to provide any information to him that he needed in order to protect the Capitol, and and we saw what happened because of that. It was deliberate. That there And there's report after report after report that there were literally hundreds of feds in the audience inciting violence. Additionally, they let Antifa come in, change into uh, MAGA gear, and they have picture after picture after picture. Uh, none of them have been charged. Okay, We're going to get to hear the evidence about January 6th. We're going to get to hear the evidence about the Russia hoax because that's, those are the documents that Donald Trump had that they were fighting him over. It's all going to come out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so have, just a caveat, there is absolutely no way these cases are going to trial before the January 2020 – before the November 2020 election. This is, right. this is a fair tactic. Who's <laughs> trying to? Yeah, they, yeah they, but they're not going to. They're, they will also say, we don't, Your Honor, we need more time. The right. other side, the prosecuting, although the prosecuting attorney is supposed to have their case ready right now. If they're bringing the case, then it supposedly needs to be ready. So we'll see. True story. Yeah. True yeah. story. Okay. Let me, so, let, I know you have go to go, ahead. but let me just keep you for a, a few more minutes, if that's okay. Okay. Well, okay. Um, I. Okay, so Newsom, right? We all heard the news that Newsom is saying the Fourteenth uh, Amendment. Yep, can't do it, right? So, who cares? Uh, first of all, who cares um, in California? Who, like, it, I, I'm talking about specifically um, the 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 uh, Republicans, like, and like, but they're not going to do thing? anything about it. They're just going to sit back and let them talk shit about that because they're a bunch of weak, feckless fools, okay? So, mm-hmm. so the, the, these are trial balloons. They know they've already shot themselves in the foot, okay? But they're going to put up these trial balloons of saying, well, he can't run because of the 14th Amendment, which, by the way, doesn't apply because he hasn't been convicted or impeached, okay? But right. they're going to keep saying it, and they're going to keep saying it. This is Banana Republic stuff this is russia stuff okay okay sure, Elizabeth. Sure. okay stuff, but stuff. let me okay but but let me ask you this is kind of an important question okay go ahead in the grand scheme of things in california how does that hurt the republicans because donald trump was never going to win california now i'm not necessarily saying that if you live in california you shouldn't vote 
But what I am saying is that I think why, if you are into local elections, why, you know, know, voting, really voting in any way. Um, And you know that your vote in California is not going to really count with this supermajority blue state. Why not support local candidates like Amy Reichert? Let's do it. Board members and things like that. Let's yes. Local action means has has national impact. I highly recommend that you do not um, get a sour taste in your mouth. Even if we live in California, which we do, go vote anyway. It is a a tea party a tea party activity. Go be a poll watcher. Go support local candidates that that are speaking out against covid restrictions if there is so so if their platform includes speaking out against covid restrictions speaking out about uh, taking back our schools speaking out about uh, about food security support those candidates give them money go to their rallies canvas for them go and and get um we can take this state back okay Go and vote out every single one of the people that put that bill up about um, making um, child sex trafficking or or trafficking humans um, a a misdemeanor. Don't go vote them out. Okay, we have work. There's work that we can do here in California that matters. Okay, And, And, and as I had that coming to Jesus moment with Bernie Sanders and watching them steal it. Like that, that is the mechanism that we believe that makes us believe that we're free is voting. And if you're watching it and you, and like maybe the coming to Jesus moment, and I'm not saying Trump is Jesus, but like realizing that your elections are rigged, rigged and that your vote doesn't matter means yeah. that you're going to have to see Gavin Newsom take Trump off the ballot, ballot, you know, and I believe he's got the power to do it. So you, you know, none of this is bad. It is losing our democracy, but our democracy has been lost for a long time, you know. And so if that is the thing, the mechanism that gets people to realize how we are slaves to the system that we have no power over, maybe that will be the thing to, you know, get them involved in local elections. Because if we had a possibly a Republican or whatever other third party, you know, candidate uh, governor, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Right. I don't think it's an unstoppable train at this point. And like I said, it's not the end of the world if Trump isn't on the ballot in California. He wouldn't have won anyway with the way that this shit is run because we know it's rigged. And it, it absolutely. And yet we will still go to the polls. We will still support local candidates. We will still support vote in primaries. We will still vote in nationals. <clears throat> I, I don't think, as you say, that we can vote our way out of this freaking mess, but it's the only thing we have. Right. That's that's still mine. I still get to go and pull that lever and get my sticker and and post my picture. And, you know, and it's still a stick in their eye. OK, because they're trying to intimidate us into not going and, and us, you know, putting up our hands and saying, I give up. OK, I'm not giving up. I'm not, I will never surrender. I will never back down. And we don't give up no matter what. And that's why I, that's why I got chickens. You know what I mean? Like I knew that this voting system was pretty much rigged 
on the local level, we still have a chance. And that's why, you know, that Amy Reichert is going to be on the, on the ballot, you know? So let's why go, not support something like that? That is the San Diego Board of Supervisors. That let's go vote. It matters. had so much influence when it came to COVID, which is coming back, and we all know it. Yep. They're very and good. I believe they're, well, they're, that, they're, right. They're going to try it. Yeah. Exactly. And Amy Reichard was, you know, the, the founder of Let Them Breathe, right, went in, you know, and head-on battles with local um, lawmakers, right, about, you know, this, this, about masks, you know, and children in schools and the things that really, really should matter to us, you know. And yet we're still talking about all this stupid, stupid shit about yes. how, we can, how we can support Ukraine more, okay? Come on. I don't want to, I hope they're okay, okay, but I, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about over $5 a gallon gas. I want right. to talk about you trying to shove a fucking mask on a, a toddler and make them cry. Stop yourselves. Or me. Yes. You know, as an adult, anybody, they cannot force gonna... it. Yeah, and, and fortunately, like, let's, I know you have, you need to go, because I can talk about this on my own, but I was going to talk about when it comes back, you know, the things that we've already done to prevent, uh, you know, a, a community hurt, right? Like, the grocery stores around me know me, right? So I get to go in and it's fine. Um but what about people who didn't, who actually complied last time, right? How how can we help them get through it? I I don't know, but we can keep talking. That's what yeah. we can do. We can keep talking, and we can keep pushing, and we can continue to not comply and be a model for other people to not comply, and um and and that's what we can do. And no, I don't need to go. I I I I want you to um. Um, do I have another clip that I wanted you to play? Because I do need to step away from the computer for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'll if you'll just hang on just a second. Um, yeah, no problem. There, okay. So um, there is a, a clip um, about Trump's lawyer. Uh, back to my um, premise that um, these people have made a huge mistake, <laughs> and um, I would love for you to to play it. Okay, yes, send it. I just put it in the Danielle folder. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay. And I'm going to mute myself, and I'll be right back. Okay. All right, here we go. Da, da, da. All right, here we go. Uh, three, two, one. Oh, and it's called Trump's billion-dollar lawyer in his Georgia RICO case is hip-hop Royalty. All right, so here we go. Three, two, one. Billion dollar lawyer in his Georgia Rico case is hip hop royalty. This guy is Drew Finley, aka the billion dollar lawyer, one of hip hop's biggest criminal defense attorneys. And he just so happens to be Trump's lawyer, too. Hey, tell us a little bit about Drew. Finley is his own special kind of legendary figure in Atlanta, the town he calls Hip Hop Hollywood. It's an odd niche for a guy who claims not to know anything about music, but Finley's reputation for winning cases has attracted a star-studded clientele. I was fortunate enough to represent Shaquille O'Neal, to represent Dennis Rodman. I mean, the practice was building. I was watching TV when I got a phone call about a guy named Gucci. Uh, The only thing I knew about Gucci was that it was a, a, a type of clothing. And 
went to my office on a Saturday night, met uh, Radrick Davis and some of his friends, and started representing Radrick Davis. Since then, his client list has grown to include Cardi B, the members of Migos, Lil Baby, and more. You don't have to look hard to find famous rappers who seem to have a special, personal bond with Finley. What kind of reputation does he have down here? See, he that he that got. Drew that got, man. You get in trouble, Paul Drew. That's all I can tell you. He, he damn near a therapist. He can be a therapist. Some people that got cases that come to Drew and see him as a gatekeeper. Now, please, bro, tell him. Help me, man. He's also known for speaking out on progressive issues like access to abortion and criminal justice reform. So he might seem like an odd choice to be the lawyer for the leader of the MAGAverse. How would you explain that decision to work with the former president as well? One of the things that I've preached long before um, the former president became my client is that ethically, uh, we as criminal defense attorneys have an obligation to represent Anybody and everybody. We're criminal defense attorneys. We are constitutional warriors. And I am a constitutional warrior. It's what I've preached and what it's, I've lived by. Now, Finling is defending Trump from one of the former president's most pressing criminal probes, the Fulton County District Attorney's investigation into potential election meddling in the 2020 election in Georgia. And the way this case has been heating up, Trump's going to need the best legal help he can find. How does it impact your thinking to represent someone who is put it lightly, controversial. Yeah, so I've been dealing with controversy for 35 years now. I mean, I come from being a public defender. The first case that I tried that I was lead counsel on was a woman that decapitated her six-year-old son. Oh. I've been dealing with controversy since I was 25 years old. It's not going to stop now. It's what we do as criminal defense attorneys. You either love it or you do real estate closings. Oh. There's a little to unpack there. <laughs> yes. This is a public relations disaster for the left. And I'm here for it. I'm here yeah. for it. I'm back and I'm here for it. Okay. Um, so they just keep pushing. And every time they do, it, it just boomerangs right back on them. It, it, they... Yeah, they can't, they can't, but here's the thing. It's not, keep this in mind. I know we've talked a lot about Donald Trump today, but there's something that he continues to say that I think is super important, and it's the truth. He said, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in the way. True. They want us. They want us to be silenced. They want us to actually die because they you know they don't they, they think we're feeders yeah some of they, us most yeah, of us yeah they, they right they want well of course if we're producing anything for for them my point mm-hmm. is, is that the premise that he makes is that that they hate him okay but it's not really him that they hate it's what he represents right which is uh that goes right back to the story from from uh, uh, mr anthony Okay, Richmond, north of Richmond, they want control. They want to control what we think. They want to control where we go, what we do, what we eat. Okay, and and we're just standing up going, no, I won't put that on my face. No, I will not vaccinate there. So I don't know if you saw this clip this morning of Joe Biden saying there's going to be another covid mandate, another vaccine mandate for the quote unquote variant. They're buying, uh, you know, uh, you know, 
20 million doses or 30 million doses or however many of this new COVID vaccine, and they, they're going to mandate that we take it, the booster, okay? The this is BS247 variant? Yes. But the B, yeah, the, another con. It's it's yeah. the most recent most recent variant is an, another con, and so uh, guess what? He represents a bunch of people that have been have gotten sick and tired. That's the only reason why he got elected. How there's no way somebody like him could get elected president of the United States, except for he said the things that we've been trying to get them to hear for a very long time. And right. that's why he got elected. So millions of us stood up and, as you say, went to the voting booth. Okay, they didn't th- think they had to cheat last time. They were mocking us the whole time. It's Donald Trump, come on. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so you have a message from Joanne. She wants to call in, but she doesn't want – she's got that five cents a minute thing. Is there? Oh. Do you have her email address so that you can email her um, uh, – um, uh, uh, the link. Um, I don't. Link. Uh, Joanne, um, yeah. Uh, Joanne, email, please. There you go. Um, yeah, please. I'm sorry. I was supposed to tell you that, but of course, I got excited about the topic. While you're doing that, um, mm-hmm. there is. I do have some more. Of course, you know I have more, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. So back to this issue of being allowed to say what we think, which is that the, the, in particular the Georgia uh, election was, was fraudulent. Um, this is by Katie Pavlich. It was um, printed on the 27th, um, and she uh, is one of the editors at Town Hall Media. She's really smart and really funny and really beautiful, and she's amazing. Um, I follow her <coughs> pretty religiously. Awesome. In 2018, Democrat Stacey Abrams lost to Republican – she sent the email, Danielle – lost to uh, Republican guy, Governor Brian Kemp in the state of Georgia. To this day, Abrams has refused to admit she lost and claims minority votes were suppressed in order for Kemp to claim victory. Remember, this is what the Fulton County DA hinges – um, that indictment on is that it's not allowed to think or say that an election was stolen. Okay, that's what it's it's hinges on. You see, I'm supposed to say nice things and accept my fate. This is uh, uh, Stacey Abrams speaking. They will complain that I should not use this moment to recap what was done wrong or to demand a remedy. Abrams said in a post-election speech, and I will not concede because the erosion of our democracy is not right. Abrams filed lawsuits and demanded recounts, pushing her supporters and campaign infrastructure to find the votes she needed. Sound familiar? Good Lord. The lawsuit was tossed in court, and the recounts proved again that Kemp had won. Caveat, side note, recounting the same fraudulent ballots over and over again isn't a recount. Just saying. That's not to say that I think Stacey Abrams won uh, right. Republicans don't put fake ballots through through uh, machines, but or at least I don't know. Well, maybe they do actually. Um, anyway, you know, it's possible, but, but we, you know, like let's just stick to the facts. Like what's going on yeah. here? Who's 
Yeah. You know, who's who's cheating this time? Can we just, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. And back to Tucker Carlson's point, he showed actual fraudulent ballots that were, that were counted and recounted and recounted. Okay. So, so recounting fraudulent ballots isn't a recount. It's not an audit. Okay. A, uh, the, her, uh, Stacey Abrams founded Fair Fight Action, and other plaintiffs filed an initial complaint in November of 2018, shortly after Abrams lost her bid to become Georgia's governor, alleging illegal and unconstitutional practices had denied the right to vote to thousands of Georgians. The allegations attempted to raise issues regarding Georgia's absentee ballot procedures, voter registration, and voter list management practices. The court has denied every allegation on each issue, the Georgia Secretary of State's office details that didn't change abram's attitude and she still refuses to admit defeat so here we go she funded a group that deliberately sped false information about voting machines in the state and called the election process corrupt hmm in georgia um, a new report revealed that former Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams has been funding and supporting election disinformation through her voting organization, Fair Fight Action. Abrams' Fair Fight Action was one of the largest supporters of the Coalition for Good Governance, a group that aggressively pushes conspiracy theories about voter fraud in Georgia. Imagine that. <laughs> so so the, the idea that it's illegal to say that there are problems with our election system, with our voting system with our the voting machines that they use if if it's illegal for donald trump to say it then why are we and and she's still doing it to this day this is how great countries fall apart when the very pillars of its founding are struck down not because they are unjust but because bad men use them to solidify power through witch hunts of rivals trust collapses and once great institutions become corrupt shells of their former selves Democrats are tearing down the justice system and taking the country with it. So um, I'm excited uh, about the stuff that we covered today. I don't know if anybody has any questions, but Danielle, I just need you to know that I – oh, so it doesn't look like Joanne's going to be able to log in with her phone. I don't know why. Um, There is an article in Seeds of Change, uh, the one that I told you was sad about Maui. Are you ready to talk about Maui? I'd like to just um, share this article, and then I and then yeah, I am gonna. And, We're past the good and, news hour. Go ahead. Yes. So um, it's it's bad news, and um, this thing that happened in Lahaina is devastating for a whole lot of reasons. They're finding more and more that procedures were not followed. People died because of it. The people that the law enforcement barricaded off areas and the people that um, evaded the barriers lived and the ones that stayed behind the barriers died. What does that tell you? This issue of people complying with illegal, dangerous um, edicts from government who were supposed to trust um, is not working. They are, these people are, are using their authority to, um, to manufacture crises, crises. There's lots of articles and, and information about the um, 
officials in in Maui that are saying, okay, well, we're going to rebuild, we're going to take these properties, we're going to, you know, make it better. Um, uh, they they still haven't even found all the bodies. Yeah. So the article that I wanted to highlight is um, more than 2,000 students missing from school enrollment in wake of deadly Lahaina fire. The Hawaii State Department of Education, HDOE, has released a report showing more than 2,000 students missing from Lahaina's public school enrollment following the West Maui wildfires that killed at least 115 and left hundreds unaccounted for. The department continues to navigate the significant impacts of the West Maui Lahaina wildfires, which affected West Maui communities and schools in the Lahaina Lua complex, said HDOE Superintendent Keith Hayashi in a letter to State Board of Education Chairman Warren Haruki. The August 8th Lahaina wildfire caused significant damage to the Lahaina Luna complex, including King, King Kamehameha, the third elementary school, Princess Nahina, Elementary School, Lahaina Intermediate School, and Lahaina, Lahaina Lua High School. In the state DOE report detailing the agency's response, King Kamehameha III Elementary School, which enrolled 624 students, remains closed because of significant structural damage. Princess Nahianina Elementary School, which enrolled 707 students, Lahaina Intermediate School, which enrolled 658 students, and Lahaina Luna High School, which enrolled 1,012 students, all sustained wind, debris, ash, and soot, and soot damage and remain closed for water safety and environmental quality reasons. According to the report, all four schools in the complex are awaiting official clearance to reopen. It, this is where it gets bad. I'm just giving you the details. As of August 9th, the Lahaina Luna complex had a total enrollment of 3,001 students, including 327 staff, according to the report. Since the Lahaina fires, 538 students have re-enrolled in other public schools and 438 have enrolled in the state's distance learning program. The remaining 2,025 have yet to re-enroll in another public school or opt for distance learning, according to the report. Whether these students have moved out of state or enrolled in private schools is still undetermined. The HDOE did not respond to the uh, from to an email from the Epoch Times speaking, seeking comment on the story. So the inference in this article is that these students didn't re-enroll because there's a lot more children that died. Or are missing. And, and, or are missing still to this day. And and there yes, I saw some some people digging. They're they're thinking that, that they may have taken these children. Okay. It happened in Haiti. Why wouldn't it happen in Hawaii? I mean, I can't, I, I can't argue with that. Um, I yeah, certainly, and, and nobody knows. That's the whole thing about conspiracy theories: is we've got to find the information out ourselves. We do, and and they're they're stymieing people. They're not answering um, re, uh, press requests. They're they're uh, you know putting. Um, uh, walls or not walls, but walls of cops and, and uh, around government officials so that they can't get asked these questions. Um, they're they're stonewalling. But this report from the from the HDOE, which is the, says that 2,025 kids have not shown up for school, and school started. That's a whole lot of kids. They, they didn't all move. They didn't all move out of the district. You know that. These are locals. 
These right. are local kids. And um, the day that the fire happened, the schools were closed and the parents were at work. Why would, and I don't know why the schools were closed that day, but um, it doesn't appear like it was for any good reason. No, but it's possible that it's possible it was closed because it was still summer break. But you know what I mean. Okay, was it still summer break on August eighth? Um, I don't know what day yeah. did the kids go back to school. The last week of August. Okay. Well, I I'm I'm turning into one of those conspiracy theorists and think all these children were taken or or they're dead. And no, I I'm I'm there. I can give give guided tours down this rabbit hole. That's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I just want to make sure because they they will, uh, you know, throw all kinds of misinformation our way to get us to share it, to get us to believe these things. Um, you know what I mean? Like the blue, I'm I'm kind of um, a little bit sus of the blue roof thing, right? Um, yeah. Just because I think they're that all of that stuff, all of that evidence could be photoshopped. Directed energy weapons is still on the list, but not from a space laser beam, you know? Nope. And that's a lot nope. of people are showing the laser beam. From our government. Down. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm still, I'm not there. It's a remote island. It's a great place to, to do a PSYOP like this. Um, yes. But it's terrible. And we know a lot of people died. Um, and I, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's terrible. So, um, we, so I know that you've got a bunch to talk about, um, there, I, and like, I, I could send you so much more. (coughs) There's just this list right here. I'll tell you, there's a list of, of things that the, the mainstream media didn't talk about this week. The top 10 headlines the media didn't tell you this week are Oliver Anthony's Richmond, North of Richmond, surges to global number one. Global. Hawaii Democrat governor said state plans to acquire land ravaged by wildfires. They're, they're going to take that land. It's worth yeah. billions of dollars. Okay? So these are the, and they won't talk about that. Fox News faces backlash after promoting COVID vaccines to pregnant women and newborns. Newborns! Okay? Ew. Biden sends an embarrassing $700 to Maui fire victims while requesting an additional $40 billion emergency funding to Ukraine. So I, I know you have a lot to talk about when it comes to Maui, and um, I'm going to sign off and go take care of my chickens. I want you guys to have a great week. Thank you for listening to my good news report that lasted almost two hours this week. Um, yes. It wasn't all good, but that's okay. It wasn't, it wasn't we only good. set aside one hour of good news, so... <laughs> I think it worked out. It, th- that, that last was pretty sad, wasn't it? It definitely wasn't in the good news um, agenda, was it? I'm just, I'm super sad over it. I, I just know that something really bad happened and they made it worse by their crazy government policies. And I think it was deliberate. That's just my opinion. Uh, it probably was. I, I, that, and that's the thing that, that I think we can all agree on is that this right. was deliberate. How it went down, what went down how many are missing, how many are dead, how many are relocated, um, the number, uh, the dollar amount impact, all of those things are going to come to fruition at some point. But, you know, the the worst part about it is that um, we know it was planned. We do. And, and, that, and, and that, that's sickening. 
Okay. Well, I want you to have a great week. Uh, Thank you for listening. And um, remember, God is still sitting on his throne. He hasn't surrendered any of his authority. And we can trust him to care for us. And that's a good place to start and to end. Have a a great week. All right. I love you. Bye. Love you. And that's a a wonderful thing to say. You know, the, um, the word for hello and goodbye are the same in Hawaii, you know, in the Hawaiian language. It's aloha. Aloha. Yes. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Oh, and here comes Elizabeth. Wow. Perfect timing. Hello. What what kind of expert precision was that? I was like, wow. I know, right? I just walked out of the grocery store because Oh. I had to get cream for my coffee, or we couldn't have a whole week of happy, happy. It <laughs> <laughs> so would have been uh, Jesus takes the wheel because I'll murder kind of week. Oh my God! I stood in line, and I'm like, oh wow, this is not what I like to do, and end up having a really nice conversation with somebody who agrees with me that it doesn't hurt to be nice. And nobody is nice anymore. I was in a whole store full of people who were so mean, 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 and rude. I was about to, like, I go, I can't do this anymore. And Ah. I was nice to him. And he was like, oh, my God, thank you. Everybody's going around with these big, huge carts full of food, and I got a couple things. And they're just like, nope, you're going to be here forever, and it's not going to be fun, kiddo. And I led him in front of me with his three little things, and we started talking and talking. And it was, like, magic. You know, he's, he knew. He goes, sometimes it just takes a little effort, and you make someone's whole day different, their whole life. And I go, you, it, is it painful to be nice? Saying it loud enough for all these rude people to hear us. <laughs> and almost like, are they even oblivious to the fact that they are so rude and mean? But I hear more of that every day of how mean people are from the few people that it really affects and hurts to be right. in, in our civilization with such mean people. That, and then that, that they notice it has changed drastically. Exactly. So, all right. So I don't want to cut you off because you just got here. Well, um, technical stuff. Joanne. I believe is is here if she can press one or I might just let her in oh, okay. uh, because if there's anyone if there's anyone who I know um, personally who has experienced this on you know what you were just describing on steroids it's Joanne mm-hmm. so let us let her um, let her in hello I love you happy Sunday <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me or not. I hope it's working. Yes, I can hear you. Um, oh, maybe, okay, maybe cool. get a little bit closer to your microphone, uh, but we All can right, definitely hear you. Let me see. Okay, here, is this better? Again. Yes, better. Is it better? Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Technology is um, one of the things that I always say. We're real good friends, but we're not lovers yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, working on it. Technology just let you in at the precise time. Um, the precise right moment. We were just talking about um, hostile uh, experiences at the grocery store. Mm, wow, that's something I know something about. 
Um, so, jo- you know what, Joanne, can you please just, um, you, it's been a while since you've been here. Can you please just let us know who you are and, uh, and then possibly, if you can, talk about your experiences with um, maskless shopping, which we are all about to experience again. Um, and I think that if, if we're going to coach the people this time around who did not have the courage, um, you know, to, to uh, there could be a better word to describe that, but uh, to go into the grocery store without a mask on, um, I, I think that uh, maybe Joanne would be a good life coach in that situation. Me too, actually, because I experienced it myself, but go ahead. I'm going to let Joanne take it away. All right. Um, all right. Uh, I think I've always had that very um, unique presence of mama bear since my children were very little. And it's not as if I think I have some amazing ability. I just really thank God that we, in this, you know, the, the book of Esther, maybe, or I'm not sure I'll quote it correctly, but you were made for a time such as this. And anyone who has stepped through the fire, you know that you've gone through your water baptism and your walk of fire baptism. And in this lifetime, in the work of our growth, it, you are to do both. And in the walk of fire, it's not to play victim and it is not to do battle, but it is just to have the faith as you walk it. And uh, sure, did I um, push some buttons in my experience of um, free face shopping? Um, I'm a little particular, and it's it's never like a point the finger like you said it wrong. It's more like I have a practice of being really conscious about the words that I pick because um, I am here to breathe life into the words that I speak, which is to be free. I love your face, and I tell that to people all the time um, in grocery stores. Um, my experience really came from, thank you, God, for giving me a mother who is deaf, and I was the firstborn child, and in a deaf family, the firstborn child generally um, takes on the role of being interpreter, and it's just prepared me to be able to see a conversation from three aspects, the two people that are communicating to each other, and then my own personality, and one of the coachings that my mom gave to me, um, you know, as a, as a child, sometimes we get embarrassed by our parents. That's like is something we've all experienced to some degree. But sometimes I didn't want to say the words that my mom had used. And she would catch me and say, you're being an interpreter right now, and you need to say what I said. Like, you're not here to be uh, Joanne when I'm asking you to interpret for me. And if I hadn't had that experience, I, I feel like I would not have followed the calling to be a channeler and to receive um, the push from spirit. Because it, it's often a push, like in the beginning. In the beginning, it's like the push is because you don't feel like doing it because it's not necessarily easy. And it's a big, big leap. Each time, though, that I just honored that I knew that that was spirit and not ego, and I just did the leap of faith, the pushes became easier and easier. I'm not saying they were easy. They became easier. And now it has transformed into an easy guidance. There isn't like a big shake you down. 
situation where I go, oh, that's spirit. Okay, yes, follow the calling and just honor what you're being told. And I, I think more of my coaching would come from it's not about doing it the way that I did it. It's really here the voice of spirit tapping into your own unique ability to stand your ground because we're all designed differently and God made us that way on purpose because the way that I went about it isn't quote the way it is a way and it worked for me so and I, I know that sometimes not the messaging that people want to receive because we live in a culture that is, uh, you know, the top 10 ways to do this and follow these six yeah. simple steps and life will be better. Um, we just have a culture that has this really weird way of um, uh, prescribing. Mm-hmm. And Robotic I way. Don't, mm-hmm, and I don't, I don't have the um, life experience of someone else to know what their spirit is calling them to do, I can tap into being in a channeling state where we're connected um, more from like the ethers if they're mm-hmm. open to it. And, and not everyone is open to it. And I have found the way to mitigate whether someone is really meant to do coaching with me or not. Um, and my goal is always educate, empower, and hand the torch to them because we all are our own torch bearers. Right. Agreed. I, I, yeah, I totally agree. Now, as part of this journey, I know that you chose the hard road, you know, going into grocery stores and, and, um, you know, just, and it's weird to say it, you know, now because all we were doing was walking into stores and, and being ourselves. Um, do you see yourself having a part in this next chapter of uh, maskless uh, shopping? Like this is a very simple thing that I think that we're, we're all about to experience again. Hopefully not. Hopefully we can change people's way of thinking enough in this, in this next couple months to avoid this. But I think that COVID is, you know, regulations or whatever mandates that, you know, you want to call it, I think those things are coming back. Do you, do you, I mean, this, this might just be a very simple no, but do you have um, any kind of idea of what is to come if you have to experience the kind of persecution you did the first time around? Um, What I've received for my way of being of support to people is, to do it differently this time. Um, I don't perceive that I'll do Facebook lives and go, you know, the full on, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I was falsely kidnapped and extorted four times in in human land, we would say arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact is that arrest is is, um, using the legal system. Everything that they did to me was unlawful. They didn't even follow their own rules of conduct. Um, So in actuality, what they did was kidnap me, um, did not, um, on majority of those occasions, they did not um, read the Miranda rights before transporting my 
property, which is my body, to another site. And so that is being kidnapped and extorted. Um, and extorted is also uh, extortion is like making a threat that if you don't comply, then this will happen. And that was um, made in a majority of those situations as well. Um, I like to, you know, give people some languaging on, you know, let's, let's stop calling it an arrest. And the reason behind that is because in it, it um, seems to give our power and authority away to folks that are actually breaking their very own rules. And um, in my personal perception of firsthand knowledge, um, officers are very unaware of the law. Um, they're very unaware of the Constitution. Um, and they're, a lot, by far and large, they're not following God's law. Um, and this is, this is not about pointing the finger and saying that they're bad people. I do believe that people who go into the medical field and policing have a heart, and teachers, have a heart where they are led that way because they have a heart of service, and then they become indoctrinated into, you know, the guise of the system um, and have the, the wool pulled over their eyes. Um, and I can see really clearly that the officers that I interacted with, which was, you know, the four kidnappings and extortions, um, but beyond that, there was a, probably at least another, I don't know, maybe close to two dozen interactions with law enforcement. And, right. Um, I think I watched most of those, whether it was in person or, on, you know, or live. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, what I've learned in my journey is those of us who know how to do it have to actually take a step back and allow other people to step into being leaders. And um, there have been people who have said, oh, you know, I miss the Facebook lives. And I was like, no, please don't miss them. If you miss them, like you're actually casting a spell for those to come back. And I have no wish for there to be the shenanigans that we experienced. My wish is that everyone can up-level through the experience of our own interpersonal dealings in our private lives in the way that it's been shown to me, the reason why we have um, a larger group um, learning process and a global learning process is because there's so many people who are not utilizing life as their teacher within their own interpersonal dealings. Of course. Yes. So I would just encourage people to pause each time they have those real life triggers with people that they know in their reality and see how their spirit is guiding them to handle those interactions. And then perhaps that will make it such that we don't have to have this bigger, larger, global lesson occur. Yeah, I, I do agree that things are going to need to be done on a local level. Um, and, you know, especially being led by the spirit is, um, is an important way to approach what's coming next. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully we can avoid it. Hopefully we can avoid the fact, you know, the, or the reality that um, 
people, especially in my geographic area, um, are going to embrace um, covering their faces again in public settings. You know, and um, I, Joanne, I know we've had several experiences where, you know, we, we would walk by somebody who, you know, I one time I remember we were at a mall and um, somebody had a mask on and sneezed, ah, chew, but took the mask off mm-hmm. when they sneezed. And, and that, like... You turn to this person and you and you were like, so you took your mask off to sneeze? Do you see how ridiculous this is? And he laughed, right? So it wasn't like a hostile kind of encounter, but like, I wonder if there are things that we can do this time around, if there is a this time around, um, to get people to, to see uh, basic reason and, and knowledge in these situations or is that, are you just on a different level at this point? Like, are, are you going to say anything to, to people in a grocery store this time around if it happens or, you know, uh, there were, uh, there were few instances. Um, I mostly had compassion for shoppers and um, did not generally, I mean, I, I may have on a couple of occasions, did not generally initiate conversation with them in their choice. Uh, of what they were doing with, you know, masking up or whatever. That's um, true. Yeah, it, it was more. It was, it was more of more the, the employees. You got. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it was more the employees who were denying me my rights, and then law enforcement specifically um, that I was feeling very called to, you know, like I'm. I'm. I was. I felt really called to have them be aware of. Um, them treading on my God-given rights. And it didn't mean that um, the interaction had an intention that I would get them to stand down in the moment, but the seed was planted. And who knows if that seed takes six weeks or six years to germinate and bloom, um, but the seed was planted. Sorry, I missed that. No, yeah, no, that I said I said, well, this is seeds of change. So, mm-hmm, yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. It doesn't really matter how many years in the future it takes. Maybe possibly this time um when they walk into a grocery store, they will have the ability um people to say no and more importantly, the fact that these employees who I still see today who did, you know, the same to me and infringed on on my rights. Um, these people are still working at, at these stores. One store in particular never gave up wearing masks, but I still believe learned their lesson, right? So when I go back in to, you know, this round, if it happens, I'm not worried, right? And, and so I guess that is really the, uh, the biggest thing that, that we did um, me, you, and a, and a society, whoever decided to stand up for their rights, is we trained these people for the next time around if it happens. Correct. And in fact, um, upon hearing that, you know, there were some, uh, uh, I guess, what was there, like a university that instituted their mandates just came back. And then apparently Lionsgate, they, 
um, had mask mandates come yes. back. And I was like, that's, that's so fascinating. A Kaiser and facility so, in Northern California also. Go ahead. Okay. And um, uh, growing up, oh, so th- this is where a lot of us have an opportunity to realize if, like, this is where we're called to make change. I And why I was called so heavily was um, growing up, my mom being on welfare, we did have food insecurity um, issues. And being turned away my very first time from Costco uh, was like eye-opening of like, whoa, I might not have access to food. Like, hold on a second. And so that's the reason why Spirit guided me because that is me as a child, you don't have the control over that situation, but as an adult, right? In the, we, there's something called um, Chiron, the um, the wounded healer. So whatever experiences that we had in childhood, we in our work of our own healing, we step into. Oh, I'm an adult now, and I can mitigate a situation that looks similar to that, but from an adult of from a from an adult perspective where I have the tools, the emotional intelligence. Um, I like to say emotional quotient, um, but if I were to say that, people might not quite get what I'm saying. It's just that it's called EQ, but we say emotional intelligence. And intelligence and the measuring of our emotional ability, it's quotient. That really is the correct way to refer to it is emotional quotient because we are measuring our spiritual ability and maturity has nothing to do with intelligence because clearly that's what the science was leaning on, was on intelligence. And that's just, a, Intel is just a collection of data. And of course their data was oftentimes falsified, misrepresented, uh, skewed in some fashion. So um, intelligence is not the way for us to lean into our growth. It really is. We all have a heart, and our heart is um, the container that guides us in our um, emotional maturity. Yes. And there's not really a whole lot of um, um, emotional intelligence teachers out there. That's, That's something that isn't really measured in uh, any tangible way now, right? As a matter of fact, it seems almost like we're um, rewarded for emotional unintelligence in mm-hmm. society. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm totally feeling that. If, if you were ever to be, um, you know, walking into some kind of store where you needed a, um, some kind of supply, um, some kind of retail store, and they said, you have to wear a mask, what would you do? Um, no, period. Like, there's so much um, of the way that we communicate in society, and we're trained in school with, like, um, writing essays and giving explanations and backing it up with evidence. And we forget that no is a complete sentence and we don't have to explain ourselves. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And so is it, you know, maybe answer this, please. When, you know, these experiences when you were kidnapped by official authorities, did you tell them no 
or did you say no, but, and furthermore? So I did use, I did use a lot of jargon and communicating with them and, um, you know, felt I had a different job and purpose at that time and in my own, right. Cause we're all evolving. So like, I'm no different. I, I've been on an evolutionary journey since that time. And right. do I regret any of the things that I did? No. And I also always offer to people, everything is part of your learning to push you through to your next level. So regretting actually can hinder us to stay back. Um, uh, agreed. Really agreed. Is, and so let me just yeah. rephrase a little bit. So mm-hmm. from if, if you were um, presented with the same experiences, the same you can't come in without a mask. The, you know, blah 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 blah. That you um, were presented with the same, uh, um, I guess, challenge this time mm-hmm. around. If it happens again, how would you do it differently? I would handle it the same way that I handled it prior to my feeling the spark to do the Facebook lives and you know the creation of the gang. We, we named ourselves the Free Face Brigade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had so much more respect for gangs in during the uh, COVID shenanigans because I, I saw that they actually legitimately had a purpose of protecting their own is, you know, the whole original, maybe it got tweaked and uh, usurped over time, but the original purpose of gangs and tribes really is just to protect yeah. their own. And yeah. so I had a new eye opening to that because, of course, I was indoctrinated of like, oh, gang's bad. In uh, truth, uh, there's a perception, and I, I believe a, a smear campaign of of them being painted as bad, uh, missing the missing the point of what their original intention is, is to protect their own. And um, so, prior to that occurring, I think it was uh, January of 2021 that I began to do that because I I became frustrated with folks seeming to not have um, because I was answering a lot of questions on Facebook from people when I would just say, oh, it's funny. I was out all day. I went to four different locations. I managed to do all the things that I do. And people would say, well, what did you say? And so I would, every scenario was always different. It was never like a cookie cutter because when one human or one man or woman communicates with a, another man or woman, every man and woman is different. So I would just say in a conversation to that person something that was unique. And I realized, okay, I can't keep on responding to people who ask me questions in typed format. So then that's um, one of my impulses to do the Facebook Live so they could just witness, yeah, look, it is always different. And it's really just like standing in the knowingness of being free because like that aura um, gets um, projected out. And there were times when there was no issue. And so there was no need to go on Facebook Live because there wasn't like a teaching moment. Um, And then there was, of course, times where there was a teaching moment. Um, And I'd be like, okay. Camera's rolling. Let's do this. And does that trigger um, folks? Uh, for sure. It, it triggered my children. It triggered my ex-husband. Um, and it, it triggered, obviously, some of the store employees and officers and, so, and shoppers. It triggered shoppers. And I realized, okay, so there, there is something beautiful in a trigger because that means that if they're triggered, their spirit is ready for that to be perched. And so I did that part. It's um, one that I, I was 
happy to oblige what spirit was guiding me to do. And also I know that that part of my journey is done. And maybe there are other um, freedom lovers that they're going to feel compelled to step into that. And I, I'm not here to say one way or the other, um, good, bad, or neutral, because each of us has our, our own journey of evolution. And I just know that that part is um, behind me. I did my education. My education was never about me. It was always to empower because I had successfully shopped for, gosh, March through January, um, minus one occasion where Costco, um, I had a cart full of groceries in November of 2020, right before Thanksgiving. And um, they didn't let me check out and they took my name from my card and, you know, said that they were going to cancel my membership, which they did. Um, yada, yada, yada. And so um, some people might view that like I was then um, wanting like vengeance or payback or retribution. And really it was, well, they clearly had a target on my back and my opportunity is to not be fearful of that scenario and to go there anyway and face face the fire and like walk through the fire. And fortunately for myself, I had um, called in. I said, God, it's great that I have all these friends online that share my beliefs, but they all live far away. And I really need to call in my soul family. I need real human connection that share my perception of the world. And within just a few weeks, I, I met, um, gosh, probably upwards of like 12 people uh, immediately. And we all bonded and started to have weekly get togethers, etc. Um, and then that's, of course, how we started the um, going shopping as Freeface Brigade. Um, and, yeah, this time around, it will really just be doing my shopping the way that I did it from March 2020 up until January 2021, where I hadn't started doing Facebook Lives to educate people because I felt like right. I, I did my I did my um, I fulfilled that part of my mission of of doing that. And there's plenty of people who have messaged me and, and said Oh, like we're so prepared because of your videos. Like, and I have had several moms, specifically moms, reach out to me and say that they watched my videos with their children and that they were so proud of their children stepping into like leading the way when they would go to stores. So um, that was really encouraging um, that I was able to, you know, spark something in someone that I may or may not meet face to face on this earth plane. Um, but it, it really warmed my heart that, um, you know, that they felt inspired. Absolutely. And I remember actually us going um, shopping here locally um, and going to Walter Anderson Nursery and mm-hmm. uh, getting basil and, uh, and then going to have Thai food and then going to a local um uh was it ob people's market yes Mm -hmm. exactly and we ran into some i mean not even one of those like um planned situations like it might have looked like it was planned but you know we had our our friend bev um and her daughter there just randomly shopping and and to see these people get triggered uh, these employees get triggered and um you know i i don't know it, it felt to me, like we were making a difference. Now, if this happens this time around, I've tra- uh, I've trained my local community 
to, to be here and to be and to let me shop and anybody else that I see along my way who sees me barefaced, I think probably will be more um, important this time around. You know, that somebody mm-hmm. just goes in, there's no stigma, the, you know, the employees wave us in and say, well, thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think might be, you know, even more important this time around. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but it's, it's looking more and more like it, it will. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because it, it does feel like we have a few different realities that are coexisting at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And I'm okay with my reality will be seamless. Um, and if other people are still at a stage where they've got to do like the freedom fighting before they reach freedom loving, then I'm okay with that because I know what that stage looks like and I experienced it firsthand. And if there isn't anything wrong with it, it's part of the evolution. Um, oh, I, I got myself into a squirrel and went on a tangent and I had meant to share that I did something similar um, as your, what you stated as far as training uh, the staff. Well, I, I went, I shop at Sprouts very regularly. And when they relinquished their masking shenanigans, I had gone in there and I said, you know, I do want to be sure that you know that I never felt any ill will towards you personally and that I'm really grateful to see this be behind us because I shop here with intention because I really value um, purchasing, um, you know, the the products that you carry and I want to support your store and I didn't um, want there to be any uh, bad juju between us and um, so the couple staff I had that conversation with were very, very um, open-armed, very happy that, you know, I approached them with that conversation. And um, so I was just there the other night, and I, I felt really compelled to, to find the manager and say, you know, I, I would like to find out if there is a plan for there to be a mask instituted again, as I was one of those people that I was kicked out of your store on two occasions. And um, I did intentionally bring my friends with me to shop here free faced to um, be sure that our rights would be respected. And that w- I wasn't rude about it. I wasn't like, now just listen here, boy, I'm going to make sure that you get that. I'm the boss of you. It wasn't like that. It was just, you know, I, this is what I've done before. I know how this works. I know that you know good always wins. And I said, so I, I just would like to know um, if there's anything in the works to bring back the mask. And he said, um, what's really interesting is in 2020, they were forewarned, the staff was forewarned several weeks in advance before they instituted the masking policy, several weeks. And he said, I haven't heard anything. He's like, so I really don't think so. And I was like, oh, that's really good to hear. And I said, if there's, um, you know, I, I would be very happy to speak with someone at the district level or at corporate level um, to have a conversation and a dialogue where we're, you know, just like coming together with a, as a meeting of the minds to communicate about the concerns on either side before we actually face a, quote, challenge. So like getting the horse before the cart. And so that's my um, way of looking at it. And I don't think I need to like go to all the different 
types of retail stores to educate all of them. My main thing is make sure that my basic needs are covered and not um, not out of reach. Um, so I did that, and I don't feel like I have to go to all the places to have that conversation. I totally agree. I've got one local store, um, Barron's, that mm-hmm. still has, um, you know, the six feet signs up, you know, um, that tried to kick me out last time. wasn't as um, aggressive as um, uh, uh, Sprouts or some other stores were. Um, Trader Joe's. Yeah, right. I know. Ugh, so terrible. Um, I, they probably still have um, have uh, stickers on their floor, right? Like, I got yelled at one time for going down the wrong aisle. Like, no, it's a one-way street. Mm-hmm. I recall the first time I encountered those stickers on the floor, it was Target over in Forest Ranch. And... Um, I had one of my kiddos with me, and I was singing, oh, the, the name of the band is escaping me, the um, It's the End of the World as We Know It, and oh, I yeah. Feel Fine, yes, and um, it annoyed my child, and I just was like, you know, in my mind, like, I comprehended what, you know, what the apocalypse and the end of times really means. It just means we're, it's a changing of the guard, we're, we're moving from the broken system into something that's uh, truth-oriented and really God's law. Um, you know, but to, to try to make people see that when it was all very brand new and people, you know, were like deer caught in headlights, I, I knew having those conversations early on um, wasn't what people were ready for. They're obviously ready for that now because there's just been so many folks that are, um, starting up their channels and talking about it and, and coming together in community and being like, look, oh my gosh, there's so many people that actually see it the way that I see it. And we're not the silent majority. I've always really had a, a disdain for um, that phrase, the silent majority. Um, I'm very oriented towards that, you know, God gave us vocal cords. <laughs> and I'm, I just feel like, no, being silent is, is not the way. That's that's not how we communicate. We're not all telepathic yet. <laughs> and I, I don't say that jokingly because I, I do perceive that, that we are growing in our telepathic abilities where we comprehend what people's intentions are um, from like an energetic Agreed. level more and more and more as time progresses. And part of that ability, though, comes from... Um, stepping away from conflict avoidance and really trusting that the conflict is in front of us because it's one of our growth opportunities and how we mitigate the growth of stepping into that conflict um, is by following what spirit um, gives us in that moment. I could not agree more. Um, Elizabeth is still is with us and, and it's been, uh, you know, kind of silent you know, with reason, because this is a brilliant conversation, but I would love to get her thoughts on this. Hey there. Yeah, I, I'm going on the side of I'm not going to manifest anything bad. I'm not going to speculate that this is going to happen. Um, I found a very interesting 
that there was an actual there's a there are people on my my feed that they they would be the warriors for um, getting the the masks off of the sports uh, kids and the buses and they fought really hard for this but they like to stir up fear mongering and he's he was the first with the what are you going to do when they do it's like we're done we're done nobody's doing us again. There's more people on these feeds, on these comment sections, that know we're so educated. There's so much knowledge of what was wrong about this and how we were misled and manipulated and uh, killed against our will. They've had to pass laws, and they just did it last week in Illinois. They had their legal teams scrambling to, to ward off the, you killed my mother, you killed my father, my grandfather. We want justice. Those lawsuits are bubbling and hitting the, they had to pass a law to absolve all of the nursing homes in Illinois will be shielded from any such lawsuits because so they're, they got immunity. they're like, they're scared. They're scared and trying to cover their butt. I don't think, because the, the villagers, they got their pitchforks. The, the torches are lit. Don't poke the bear. I think they know what they've got going on here. So I don't think they're going to go that direction. And then I'm looking and like, okay, I see more of it, more. And it's just like everyone's latching onto this wagon of, they're doing it again. What are, I'm not going to consent. I'm like, why are you guys putting this out there in, in the ether? Where am I? Let's see. So I looked. Girl, I'm stuck in a train. I looked for the story of Biden has declared COVID's coming and he's shutting everything down. I'm like, oh, my God. So I went into the land of the real news and Googled the news and the exact story. And there's a slew of stories that say, you know what? The Internet is just on fire with a conspiracy theory from Alex Jones that there's going to be another lockdown. This is not true. (laughs) I'm like, look at this. I can't stand how, you know, it's like the, the, what is it called? Is it the telephone game? Uh Yeah, the game of telephone. The Internet has become ridiculous, really. I think it has. And so I'm like, okay, guys, listen. They fooled you once. They ruined your life. Are you going to let them do it again? Do you not see we? It's almost like the storm's quelled. You're going to, do you need to live in chaos? It's almost like some people need to live in chaos and want this. It's like, we've got to have this fight. And it's like, this time around, I think that they've already seen how ugly it can get. They're not going to say boo to you. We've got places where there's always those people that feel they feel comfortable and safe in their masks. They'll never take their masks off. Some of these grocery cashiers, they're young, they're masked up, they'll never take them off. The guy that runs stores like, hey, you know what, I don't this is the only way I can I can get people to work here is he put the plexiglass in front of the cashiers. They're wearing their masks on their own. It's hard for him to get help but he's not making anybody else. There's a conditioned environment of 
some people really are afraid, no matter what, they're afraid. Then there's others who are like, this is crazy bullshit. And I don't think that they're going to go that route. It's based upon what the propaganda out of the radio is. Propaganda out of the radio is that there's a new vaccine specifically developed for this fall COVID thing. They're going to push the vaccines. I don't think they're going to do anything other than trying to get you to walk into the gas chamber. They're going to do. I don't think it's worth their fight to try to go through all this all over again when they, they, you know, the the, the dust from all the lawsuits hasn't settled down. Um, people are more educated. I don't think it's going to be like it was before unless you're like pushing your face into a police officer. I think if you went into a store and you just basically went to get your groceries and smiled and, you know, they gave me a hassle. Oh my gosh, if they gave me a hassle, I'm sorry, but you'll never get my money again. I'll find another store to go to. And that's how it's going to get played. Look what they've done with uh, Bud Light. My goodness. <laughs> you know, money, money speaks volumes. I think the collective humanity is sick to death of this. And it's not going to happen again because I don't think, I think they probably, they should know better. And if they don't know better, they're soon going to find out why they shouldn't because there's more people who saw through this and they're like, no, a fucking way. Matter of fact, you need to pay for what you've done. You destroyed my business. You killed my family. You know how many people <laughs> were killed in the nursing homes? And it's just settling in. It's a mass. It's a mass. Agreed. Stress. You know, I don't think they dare to try this again. They're going to get lynched, and they might know that. So they're just simply going to continue to try to scare people to death into going to the doctors. It's going to be a mass psychosis of continual, you know, the vaccines, the vaccines, the vaccines. I don't think they're going to go the vaccine passport route. They're more so going to go the digital currency route, and eventually – you know, there'll be this stipulation and that stipulation, and uh, you know, that's that's a long way down the road. But mm, from, I I don't think it's going to be anything like it was. Number one, um, number two, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to be an ugly fight. It'll be simply a a consumer issue. You know, there there's going to be the same people, and I think. Have we not already I mean, found those places? I mean, there's if you were a jerk and an asshole, my money went somewhere else a long time ago to people who are saying that they deserve my money and treat me with respect. Um, I don't do the big box stores and stuff. And I had to fight with you. I never went back. So I've already found my niche in the world and the people that I want to give my money to. Um I guess that's fair, Um, but for me and my household and my comfort, I would like to have, you know, a pragmatic, maybe that's the wrong word, Joanne, uh, but approach to grocery shopping. I feel like my fight is better spent in other places. I'm certainly not, that certainly does not mean I'm putting it on a mask, but what I'm saying is like, you know, I, I, I really appreciate the, the fact that Joanne goes into her 
local stores and, and says, look, I'm, um, I'm not looking to fight with you. I don't want to fight with your employees. I would like to get my groceries and my takeout or whatever it is and not be harassed for, for not giving into this scam. I mean, Joanne, anything mm-hmm. to say, anything to add? Mm-hmm. No, I think you, you covered the whole, the whole thing is we're, we're all going to handle it slightly differently. And that's just, that's just what I'm called to do. And, you know, I have, I have so much respect for people that um, if they can recognize themselves as having been duped, and that's not condescending, I have been duped on topics before, right? So when we say, oh, you're duped, now calling people a sheeple, that's not cool because then that's like forgetting that like yourself was duped and it's yeah, trying to make sure. a separation. So I'm, I'm always, <laughs> I get you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, when people have the recognition of like, oh man, I was duped last time and I'm not going to let them dupe me again. And if they have like a fire in their belly because they were duped and they need to go through a process that is the freedom fighter instead of the freedom lover, like I support that. Like they, they can totally have at it. Like, However, it works out for them. I think we have the opportunity to respect that each of us has a process. And if we can respect everyone's process, we will collapse the timelines much faster and get to like our higher, more harmonious um, reality. Yes, collective reality for sure. Mm-hmm. Joanne? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Elizabeth, like, let me just yeah. say that my husband, as a public service person in charge of a harbor, mm-hmm. is a little bit worried about what's coming next. Um, I know you have a job that is, uh, is, is mm-hmm. the same amount of worried about what is coming next. Uh, do you have a plan? Do you have an exit strategy? Do you have an enter stra- strategy? Like, what are you doing as a as um, as somebody who could potentially have to face this problem or lose their job? What any thoughts on oh, what I you'll think, do? Time for everyone to walk out. Simply no. They have, they have changed the structures of so many of these school districts. Um, Just a little bit away from me, there is a district that fired and re-elected their entire school board and superintendent, and they are fighting the pornographic books that they want to teach in the the schools. And I'm like, ooh, that's where I, I should go work there. They're sensible. If they're going to have crazy people, you don't have to spend time with crazy people. If they want to, you know, it's kind of like they will pick and choose who they want to be with them, too. And I don't think, I think life is way too short to um, have somebody's boot on your neck unnecessarily. And, it be, you know, at this point in time, you don't, have the legal rights to make me walk on all fours. I'm so sorry. 
And, you know, if they want to have you removed and arrested, then toodles. I'll, I'll sit here and I'll wait to be removed and, and arrested and we can go through the legal process of what is a proper termination. And how many people right. do you For want your to violent because crime right now, of not I complying? You, I will tell you right now, though, that we made the news, again, as I'm, I'm listening to the news today, um, we are down 100 people and 150 people. And, you know, teachers and parent teachers, and we don't have, we can't function. Our district is like, oh, we should be closed because we don't have staff. Well, you know why? Because you treat us like shit. That's why, number one. <laughs> right, right, number exactly. Two, years and like, years later, like, we're seeing how, how like, like these children. districts that fired all their first responders for not getting the vaccine mm-hmm. are, 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 you know, yeah, facing a, a shortage. Really who could have predicted? Here, let me let me. Instead of acting like wild jackasses and fighting, simply just smile and continue to walk through the store. If they don't want to, you know, here, you you got to take all this off your register. I would walk out. You can you can have all the whole cart of groceries and just smile and walk away. There are other other grocery stores. Matter of fact, there are people who taking deliver my grocery stores, how much fucking better is it than that, you know? They could, you could never have that happen before. It's like you could get the pizza or Chinese. Now you can have everything in the world delivered to your house and never have. Boom, that's where my money goes, and they don't hassle me. And maybe your little grocery store got out of business. I don't know how that works, but I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to make a public scene. It's not going to be a big hassle. You can have a stroke, not me. And uh, I keep my money in my pocket. And I can probably go find another place to work that will treat me better. So I think right. the, the line of sand has been drawn. The battle's over. How do they want, do they want us, is this the war they want? I don't think they do. I really do think that in, in the the land of, how do they, how can I con- continue to control these little monkeys and keep them crazy? Um, half of the shit on, on the internet is bullshit right now. I'm really questioning all these wonderful tic tacs that are coming in on Maui, and it's like, God, is this just government propaganda? So I kind of shut all the stuff off. Um, now, from I'm now and, and forever off. forwards, I'm going to call TikToks tic tacs, just so you know. Exactly, exactly. And so now, but you know what's on the news is, um, of course, some crazy white man, but maybe he's a white boy, um, who's got a manifesto from hell they talked about. His Facebook account, a manifesto from hell, um, shot three black men because they're black. That's going to, how, how, how much more? Did that happen? People up. It, it just happened today in Georgia. And so that's how they I continue to drive us crazy. Because if they're not going to do the COVID thing, they're not going to do the aliens. Uh, that's for later. Um, maybe not the COVID either because we've still got the vaccines in the pill form that, you know, they will they won't fight us on. Um, I hate to hear it again. I'm going to have to do it because, because this is a national audience. I'm going to have to do this. Uh, I'm going to have to play a two-minute clip. Here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome back in. Play Travis Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Thursday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to download podcasts. Make sure you don't miss a moment. You can search out my name, Clay Travis, or Buck Sexton on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere google play that you might be interested in listening to the podcast and 
You'll be able to even find that just by typing in Clay or Buck, which is a good sign about the growth of the show and also probably a sign that there aren't a lot of other Clays and Bucks out there with podcasts. Um, we got a lot of parents who want to weigh in about the idea of mandatory vaccinations for school-age children 5 to 11, which is what Dr. Scott Gottlieb said he expects to potentially be permissible. Again, if you want to go get your kid vaccinated for COVID, I think you should be able to do that. But the idea of what Gavin Newsom is doing in California and what I believe many other governors are going to do as well and try to mandate all school children get this is a major red flag and a big no for me as a parent of a 6-year-old and an 11-year-old. My kids are not getting vaccinated for COVID. I think they probably already had it because both my wife and I have had COVID. We haven't gotten them antibody tested, but we know they're at virtually no risk from COVID, and it makes no sense to put this vaccine in their body, in my opinion. But some of you may disagree. Some of you may agree. Let's go to Danielle first up on the Clay Travis and Buck section show. Hello. Um, I just wanted to say that my message is very simple. We will not comply. And that is precisely the opposite of being a domestic terrorist. We're just not <laughs> Amen. withdrawing consent, right? We're just taking the consent away. That has nothing to do with violence. Thank you. Danielle, where do you live? What state? I live in California. I'm in San Diego Unified School District. And, Danielle, can I ask you, uh, my understanding is that the, first of all, Newsom said there'll be a mandate for children to get vaccinated for next fall. The vaccine hasn't even been approved for children yet, but that's for the 12-up age group, I guess, but I'm sure he'll expand that. Where do teachers fall into this? Are they finally now forced to get the shot or lose their jobs, or have they still been stalling? Well, it's interesting. They actually are under the mandate. However, they are allowed religious exemptions where our children Ah. basically are not. Right. That's interesting. Thank you for the call. I mean, I think it's going to be a major challenge. And I told you, but. I mean, that that was me uh, in 2021. I I don't see how any anything is different. Um, Well, it isn't, but. We've lived through it. They saw who fought. They saw how... Okay, if we weren't on the side that's right and we didn't have a leg to stand on in the courts, because, oh, this is what came out of every case, was they were just suggestions. They They were just the what? They were suggestions. We didn't need Uh, uh, it. Seriously. This is from the government. It was a recommendation, for God's sakes. Why are you being so mean to us with the Constitution? Well, I can say that in, San, in me and my house and in my city, in my county, San Diego Unified School District said, we will not comply. And to this day, we still don't have any COVID mandates for any students as far as I'm concerned. See, that's good. And the more that we... Don't comply. They can't. Percentage of people who they're going to do the whole, it's recommended. It's recommended you get the eight pills and the four shots and the three, you know, balloons and a kite and whatever they want. They'll run and get it. They're not going to force you, but they're going to recommend. And they'll get the percentage of the population to do exactly what they want. I don't think it's going to be a fight because if it was, would have been fighting and they would have won 
but they dropped it because they had to drop it. So I think it's going to come down to you're going to live in a world of people who are just medically brainwashed to do what the doctors say. And But I wonder if there's going to be that many people as there was before, but I don't know. Because this, we shall see. The general population Joanne, are Joanne, do you have any, We've got about five minutes left. Do you uh, have anything to say to close out? Yes, actually. Um, our highest form of courtesy is our energy. And whatever we pay attention to is us buying what they're selling us. And, again, all the respect for whatever people have to go through in order to figure out who they are and to move from freedom leader to freedom lover. And Galatians 518 is my big, big, um, I just repeat it all the time. I was so blessed that a friend shared it with me before I had an appearance before a fake judge in a fake court. Um, Galatians 5.18, but if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the law does not apply. And I'm not talking just about mandates and like all codes and statutes. I literally, laws are only written for those who are unable to control their own sin. So if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you know you would never harm anyone. You don't have to pay attention to even laws. I know that's very controversial, especially for folks that are in a uh, dogmatic religious practice, but it's written right. very clearly. And um, I was I was reading someone's amazing, and Danielle, I can share it with you later. Um, she took a lot of um, biblical uh, quotes from, it was Hebrews, Galatians, and Romans to show us that there was the law that applied before when we lived in an era that everyone really had um, a lot of sin and in Christ coming that he was basically unbridling us from those old stagnant laws because those laws um, needed to be there as a harness, but we were moving in our evolution where the laws needed to be simplified because then we would become more free without paying attention to the law. And in our being unbridled, we allow more of the Holy Spirit to fill us. Hello. Oh, and one, and one last thing that I will say is um, it appears that they are, um, throwing all types of spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. And here's the thing. Those of us that got triggered during the grocery, I, you know, I just, my perception is a lot of it is um, access to food because um, that's a real thing for people. And it's like a basic need. Yes. So that was very triggering for folks, myself included. And, um, you know, they've tried everything else, the UFOs, the, um, you know, shootings, being um, races against one another, so, and, um, bring, of course, bringing back COVID or all the, oh, the transgender and indoctrination in schools. And then, like, um, you know, that the systems are all broken and everyone that works for the system is evil, which is, of course, we all know that's not true. These people go right. into these fields mm-hmm. with a good heart. So they, what they've done over the course, it seems, the past year or so, is throw all kinds of spaghetti at the wall, and they're looking to see what sticks. And when I say they, yes, I am talking right. about folks that are, like, in the nefarious sort of energy. Also, just remember the book of Job. The devil came to God and said, what, 
what, who, who should I go to? Uh, because we do have an evolution to go to to be faced with challenge. And God said, why don't you go to my faithful servant, Job? And that is our test. Our test is to face, that's why I say the, the fire walk is our second baptism. Yeah, everything that comes at you is the devil. Mm-hmm. But guess what? God sent him, just like he Absolutely. did to Job. So we have about 30 Ooh. seconds left. Um, this was a fantastic oh. show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, and, and obviously welcome <laughs> anytime. Um, so um, I guess next week we'll, you know, it's a new week. We'll, we'll see what comes of it. But um, please share the show if you can. Um, we love you all. And uh, we'll see you next week. God bless. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.